0: It's Fantasy Football Time with the Fantasy Football Champs. Fitzgerald leaps, and he's got it! It's a touchdown for Larry Fitzgerald! Dominate your league with the guys from ffchamps.com. Breeze throwing back at the end, leaping grab, touchdown! Todd DeBreeze and Bill Enright are the Fantasy Football Champs.
1: everybody and welcome to the Fantasy Football Champs on the Football Nation Radio Network. I'm Bill Enright, joined by Todd DeVries. My man Todd, how good does it feel to be back on the air talking about fantasy football?
2: It's that time of year, my friend. It's been a long wait, a long off season. We'll get to all the news and notes, but man, it's just time to turn on the TV and start watching some games. What do you think?
1: I, I can't wait. You know, we had the first preseason game, uh, the Hall of Fame oh, game with the Dolphins and the Cowboys. I was I so know pumped, you, Bill. I know, um, I know it was a letdown for you, Todd. I know you were a little upset you didn't really get to see a lot of the star NFL players that we were expecting.
2: Well, you know, I've been watching football for 40 years. I should know better, right? <laughs> but still, I'm, you know, I, I get all psyched up for that, that Hall of Fame game. I turn on the game, Bill, and I see Nick Stevens under center. You were a little upset by that. Cool. Oh, not happy. Not that I was, you know, expecting to see Tony Romo. We all knew he wasn't going to play. But still, I'm watching it, and I'm just like, ugh. Oh. But you know what? We still found some things that we learned in that game, and, and we'll find things that we learn in all these preseason games coming up. There's always something fantasy-wise to take out of these games.
1: Absolutely. And, Todd, this is our first show, the Fantasy Football Champs on the Football Nation Radio Network. I want to say a quick hello to our producer, Josh Deering. Josh, thanks for being with us. How's it going?
2: I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Now, we'll be live every Tuesday from noon to 2 Eastern uh, from now until the start of week one, and then that will carry through for the regular season. So, Todd, we're live every Tuesday. There's a lot of ways that people can call us, get ready, uh, help you get ready for your fantasy football drafts. Toll-free number, 855-478-7030, or you can email us, radio at footballnation.com, or hit us up on Twitter at FF Champs. that's three different ways you have a question about your upcoming fantasy football draft we are more than happy to help you guys out again that number 855-478-7030 and we're live noon to two every tuesday from now until your fantasy football championship
2: yeah, that's right, Bill. And, hey, if you can't catch us live, if you're listening to this after the fact, you already know this, but you can find us on demand as well. You'll be able to listen to the show on iTunes or just go to Football Nation. You can subscribe to all of our podcasts from there. You can find us on iHeartRadio. Uh, so we're all over the place, Bill.
1: Yeah, and the on the man show, you know, we can interact with – with everyone that's listening on demand. You can just hit us up on Twitter, at FFChamps. So if you're listening later on in the day or, or later on in the week and you still have a question, hey, don't hesitate to hit us up. We're here to help you guys out. That's what we want to do.
2: That's right, Bill. We're everywhere. All the time. This, this time of year, we're quite busy. Oh Well, I mean, you just know, a little listen, bit.
1: <laughs> just a little bit. Todd, Yeah, you, know, you think about the offseason so far. You start off with the Super Bowl ends. Then you have NFL Combine. Then you have the NFL draft, free agency, coaching changes. A lot's going on during the offseason, and we're going to touch on it over the coming weeks. But, you yeah. know, now's the time that we get pumped up for the season.
2: You know the one dull month that we had, the one kind of dead month? Aaron Hernandez helped us out with that, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he certainly did.
2: He kept, I mean, he kept the NFL front and center in the headlines. So there was no offseason. And, uh, and hey, next year, Bill, they're, ta- they're going to move the NFL draft back a few weeks too. So it's even going to – shorten the dead period so to speak uh because you're going to have the draft in the middle of may right right which you know the speculation leading up to the draft isn't going to ever end this is going to prolong that but man this is going to shrink that that really dead period even shorter so uh the nfl knows what they're doing man they keep us talking about them all the time
1: they certainly do and uh speaking of all the time fantasy football is what we do Todd, all the time you check out ffchamps.com Head over to the draft kit. Here's kind of what we're going to be doing for the next five weeks of preseason action, all right? We got a lot of rankings, cheat sheets. We customize everything based on your scoring system. So we do it all. We're your co-manager when it comes to dominating fantasy football. We want to help you get prepared for your fantasy draft. So head over to ffchamps.com. Listen to this show every Tuesday, whether it's live or on demand via the podcast. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to break down positions Go over rankings, talk about some sleepers, maybe some busts, Uh, go over strength of schedule, everything that you need to know to get prepared for your fantasy football draft. We're going to help you do that over the next five weeks.
2: Yeah, man. And hey, you know, a little bit of advice, Bill, I know you you feel very strongly about this. Everybody out there, if you haven't scheduled your draft yet, schedule it as far back as possible, as close as possible to week one. Please do me a favor and do that. You know? uh,
1: now, Todd, why do, you, why do you suggest that? Why is that such a good idea?
2: Oh, well, let me put it this way. I mean, you and I are in a, in a million leagues, right? Yes, we are. Well, one of my leagues, it's kind of like the fun league. It's kind of like the the non – it's not the one that uh, is front and center for me. It's kind of like the neighborhood league. The neighborhood dads kind of right. get get involved. And we're having it next weekend. And I'm like, really, guys? That's really? awful timing. August 11th, you know. Why is that? Of course, the injuries, man, the position battles, the injuries, it all changes. So I told our commissioner, I'm like, all right, man, you're going to have it next weekend. You better have a contingency in place for when all the injuries start happening. And, you know, your first round draft pick is out for six weeks. You know, it's just it makes no sense. It drives me insane. So please do yourself a favor. This is the time of year, Bill, where everyone's getting together, emailing when, when are you available? Push it back as far as possible, as close as possible to week one.
1: Our ideal time frame is after that third week of preseason. So, starting August twenty-sixth yeah. through Labor Day, and then the day before the uh, the regular season kicks off with the Broncos and the Ravens on that Thursday night game, week one. That's when that's the time frame. That third that. After that third right. preseason exactly. game, August 26th to the start of week one.
2: After the third week, yeah, th- week three of the preseason, then the starters are pretty much done at that point. Nobody, nobody exactly. plays their starters in week four. So, yeah, get get through the third week. Make sure you've got all the injury reports ready to rock and roll and then have your draft. But, oh, uh, Bill, so next week I'm sure I'll be uh, moaning about uh, the draft that we have next weekend. Uh, it's too early, too early for <laughs> me.
1: Now, Todd, speaking of you, you brought up injuries and how they affect the way that people draft in their fantasy leagues. And if you have them too early, you don't know about the injuries that happened in preseason and training camp. That's why I want to talk about the downfall of the fantasy football magazine. You know, a lot of these magazines, it used to be such a tradition, uh, something that you were looking forward to doing. You know, the summer starts, you're going on vacation, you're going to pick up a fantasy football yeah. magazine. But think about it. These magazines, they were all published or they went to print in May. So you have guys like Michael Crabtree, maybe as a top 15 wide receiver, ranked inside these magazines. We know now that he's out with an Achilles injury, probably won't be available until December. Percy Harvin has hip surgery. He was a top 10 wide receiver in these fantasy magazines. He's now out until December. Aaron Hernandez, a top five tight end, ranked in these fantasy magazines. He's in jail. He'll never play again. Jeremy Macklin, uh, torn ACL. He, yep. he was expected to have a, a big comeback year now that he was heading into a contract year. So the downfall of these fantasy magazines, they're unreliable. You see someone that walks into your draft with a fantasy magazine, automatically has a target on his face, on his head, because Absolutely. you know he's a sucker. Here's you know deal. he has outdated information.
2: <laughs> Bill, there's two, there's two generations of fantasy football players, right? I kind of fall into the first generation. I was pre-internet, okay? I mean, right. I played for years and years and years where the magazines were all we had, right? And, um, and so there's still a generation of those people like myself that like to have a magazine in hand, something physical that they can bring to the beach, you know, in June and July and kind of flip through, right? Sure. But once the internet came around, man, I mean, those magazines are nothing more than an introduction to the summer. You read right. it initially – and maybe you save the page with all the bye weeks and bring that to the draft. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, there's you throw it away July 4th weekend because it's, it's irrelevant. It's absolutely irrelevant. So I totally agree with you there. Um, you know, and that's why FF Champs, man, every day. I mean, how many times do you change the rankings every day?
1: Well, that, that's what I was just going to say, Todd. That's why it's such a benefit to be a member at FFChamps.com. Not only do we have one-on-one advice. You call into the show. You send us an expert advice Question over over email. There's so many different ways to get in talk in contact with us one on one, but we're also updating the site every single day. That's what separates us from the magazines. Is when Percy Harvin goes out with an injury and we know he's not going to be available until December. Well, guess what? I take him from my 10th ranked running back and I put him down at 115. Same thing with Crabtree. Same thing with Hernandez or Macklin or Dennis Pitta. All these players that we know are not going to have an impact in 2013. I, I update their player profiles. I take them off our rankings. That's the kind of daily updates uh, that you get when you're an FF Champs member that, that you simply can't benefit from if you're just researching from a magazine.
2: Bill, next weekend, I guarantee one of the guys in my league, he's going to be paging through a magazine when he's on the clock. Oh, it's terrible. And I'm going to be looking at that guy, and, I mean, he's just he's a chump. He's a sucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You know, there's always that one guy too, Bill, isn't there? There's the one guy. He's on the clock. You know, it's the fourth round. He's struggling to find a receiver, and you hear him flipping through the pages: flip, 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 flip. And you're just like, oh my god. You know.
1: And and you think about it, Todd. So much happens in training camp and in preseason that it matters. That's that's the thing. You you want to be the most current, the most updated. So if you're not paying attention to what's happening in training camp or, or what's going on in the preseason action. You know, you're you're losing that battle before you even get started.
2: I oh, totally agree. Totally agree. And, Bill, I mean, I haven't bought a magazine in forever. So even myself, from that first generation of fantasy players, you know, those are gone. <laughs> those are gone in my book. You know, I, I print out the cheat sheets from FF Champs, and I'm ready to rock and roll. It's, that's pretty much all I need.
1: If you haven't already, check out FFChamps.com. We have a special 50% discount right now. It's 30 bucks for the year. We're your manager. Every, we're your co-manager, I should say, because we want to help you guys out as much as possible. Head over to ffchamps.com if, if you're not a member already and uh, get started over there. And and one of the things that, that we build our uh, – what should I say? Our foundation on, Todd, is the Ten Commandments for winning
2: fantasy football. The Ten Commandments. Absolutely. These – I mean, especially, Bill, if you're <laughs> – how do I say this? Some of the Ten Commandments are pretty obvious to the experienced player, right? Yeah. We're going to go through them here in a, in a minute. Some of them are pretty obvious. Some of them are good reminders for all of us every year when draft Absolutely. season comes around. You know, and some of them are brand new to the newer fantasy player. So uh, what you, well, you know, what we've done over the course of, man, how long has FFJM's been around? Since
1: 99, uh, I believe. 99. It's, yeah. you know,
2: we've, you know, cultivated these Ten Commandments, whittled it down to the Ten Golden Rules – to follow in in fantasy football, and um, do you want to run through them?
1: Yeah, like you said, Todd, whether you're a rookie for fantasy football or a seasoned veteran, these are 10 quick rules we built. This is our foundation for our strategy at FFChamps.com. They will help you win. They're the 10 commandments of winning fantasy football. Josh, let's hit it. What's commandment number one?
0: Number one, know thy scoring system.
2: All right, Bill. This is the one that drives me insane on, uh, again, on draft day, right? You're in the middle of round five, and some knucklehead in your draft room says, "Is this a PPR league?" You know, you got to come prepared, my man. You got to. How do you not
1: know that already?
2: It's round five, and they're asking that question. You got to know how many guys do you start at each position. You know, what's the scoring system? Do quarterbacks get four points per passing touchdown or six? Do you get bonuses for long touchdowns? Is it PPR? Is it not? Is there flat are there flex positions? There's so many angles. And the beautiful thing about FF Champs is you can plug all of those things in to the my team section of FF Champs and you can customize your cheat sheet so you're ready to rock and roll when you walk into your draft room. But you gotta know the rules.
1: You know, whether it's you're in a PPR league, maybe you get a bonus at hundred yards or hundred receiving yards or three hundred passing yards, that stuff kind of, that, that kind of stuff matters. It it changes the way the rankings go. And as you said, we have customized rankings at ff champs so if if you get that bonus or maybe you have a distance scoring bonus or a touchdown only all that stuff matters when we do our ranking so we allow the customization customization because it's important you want to be able to pick the right guy based on your league scoring system based on your league's format
2: and I would say, Bill, in this day and age, the 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 one the main rule that you really need to keep an eye on, if you're more of a more of an experienced player and your your league might be, you know, fiddling around with the scoring, is is PPR or not PPR, or is it half right. point PPR? That seems to be the one that really can drastically change the cheat sheets. You know, you have that receiving running back. You know, suddenly he shoots up the draft board. You know, Darren Sproles type guy. Right. Um, you know, or the the guys that are just they catch a million balls, but they don't score a lot of touchdowns. They'll rise up the wide receiver rankings. you got to know the PPR seems to be the one the one main rule. I know in our leagues, Bill, over the, the, the course of the evolution of the leagues I've been playing in for 20 years, you know, we, we fiddle with the rules all the time. We, you know, we want to make sure everyone's on the same page. And uh, you got to know it, man. you got to know it going into the draft day, or otherwise you are behind the eight ball.
1: Tank commandment number one, know thy scoring system. What's number two, Josh? Hit it. Commandment number two, thou shalt stick to thy tears.
2: Well, Bill, this is a big one. The tears, the magical tears of FF champs. Why don't you explain to the good people what we talk about when we're talking about tiers?
1: Absolutely. So the tiers refer to how we rank our players. We put, we put each player based on position in a group. So let's say for running back today's uh, theme of the day is running backs. We're going to talk about a lot about running backs today. Now in my top 10, I have 3 different tiers. I have Adrian Peterson, Doug Martin, I have Jamal Charles and Arian Foster, and then I have guys like Marshawn Lynch, CJ Spiller, Ray Rice, Trent Richardson and LaShawn McCoy are in that fourth tier. So actually I have four tiers for the top 10. Now what you want to do with within your tiers and again, the, I have them for each position. You want to make sure that when you're on the clock, let's say Aaron let's say Adrian Peterson's not there. He's tier number 1. If you're that second pick, you're not going to go outside the second tier and grab someone like uh, a Trent Richardson or a Chris Johnson. It doesn't make sense. You want to draft this, uh, a player in that same tier, in that same grouping. Sure. Does Th- that make sense, Todd?
2: Absolutely. I mean, again, if, if, you're, if you're on the clock and you're maybe torn between, you know, going running back, wide receiver, somewhere in the middle rounds, and there's one guy, one or two guys left in the tier of running backs, but there's like eight guys left in the, the wide receiver tier where you are, Right. Obviously, grab the running back because one of those eight wide receivers is going to be there on the way back for you. It's, it's pretty simple. It's exactly. a great way to organize you know, your draft day um, players so that you, you, know, you kind of can hedge your bets when you're on the clock.
1: you got to stick to your tiers. That's commandment number two. We group them by projected fantasy points scored. And also, if we have really good feelings about some, you know, that intuition, that fantasy football professional intuition
2: that we all have. Right, Todd? That is correct. So, Bill, what do we got for commandment number three? Hit it, Josh.
0: Number three, thou shalt avoid players from bad
2: teams. Ah, now, Bill, this one is always a little bit debatable because there are some exceptions to this, this there particular are. one. And we're going to dive into this one a little deeper in the next segment, I believe. Correct?
1: Right, but let's just give a, a quick preview of what it really means. And you know, you don't have to be uh, an English major to figure out what avoid players from bad teams uh, translates into when you're on when you're playing fantasy football. Listen, you don't want te- you don't want players. That are on teams that don't score any points. You're not going to want anyone from the Jets this year because they might average 11 or 12 or 12 or 13 points a game. You're not going to want anyone from the Oakland Raiders. And yeah, there are some exceptions, and we'll get into that in the next segment. But this one's pretty simple, Todd. But if you follow it, it's very effective. Simply, you don't want players if their offenses suck.
2: Yeah, I mean, it comes down this one to me, Bill. When I look at this commandment, it's when I'm on the clock and I, I've got two guys and I'm torn between them both, right? And one guy's on the Jets, <laughs> you know? And they're both, kind, maybe they're both in the same tier, you know, on my cheat sheet. I always go with the guy from the better team.
1: All right. So that's uh, going off commandment number three kind of plays into the next commandment, which is commandment number four.
0: Number four, thou shalt draft players from the next great offenses.
2: Yeah, and this one's a good one, Bill. And this is where, you know, our expertise really comes into play, right? Yep. Who's the next great offense? We all know the Patriots, you know, the Saints have been, you know, producing fantasy juggernaut uh, numbers for years. But who's the next team that's going to take that step up to the elite level?
1: Yeah, and that's what you're looking for. You want teams that – you want players that are on teams that, you know, maybe everyone – I'd rather you be – uh, um ahead of the bandwagon than be on it too late because that'll allow you to get some players in the you know middle to late rounds or or some sleepers if you will that no one else is really expecting to break out but you did because you projected which teams are going to take that next step and again now commandment number three and commandment number four we're going to go into much detail because we really think it's very important and and really translates a lot to to your success. Um, you yeah, know, it's standard, it's, It stood the test of time when it comes to fantasy football strategy.
2: Now, Bill, let's go to commandment number five. Josh, hit number five for us.
0: Number five, thou shall wait on thy QB.
2: All right. Now, Bill, this might be my favorite commandment of all. Your favorite one. Because I have used this strategy prior to even knowing about FF Champs. I've okay. always, always waited on my quarterback unless there's a funky scoring system or a two-quarterback league where you start two quarterbacks, something like that. Always wait on my quarterback. It always pays dividends. There's plenty of guys to get in those middle rounds, especially this year, Bill. My goodness, how many good quarterbacks are there in the world of Finnish football this year?
1: I, I would say there's 12 solid quarterbacks that if you drafted on your team, you have no problem them, them being your number one starter throughout the whole year. And how do you set it? so The depth is incredible this year.
2: Well, think and about it. It's really it. I mean, in
1: large part because why?
2: Well, in large part because of what happened last year. Yep. How many guys burst onto the scene last year? You had RG three, yep. Tom, Kaepernick, yep. Andrew Luck, Russell mm-hmm. Wilson. So sure. suddenly, and all four of those guys are legitimate fantasy players. So suddenly, you went from having, you know, debatably six or seven or eight, you know, quality fantasy quarterbacks to twelve. Right. So there's no need to grab one of these quarterbacks in the first couple rounds. You know, no. hey, if, if somebody falls in your lap in the third or fourth round, and it's too good to pass up. Maybe you consider it. But I'm telling you, man, for years and years, Bill, I always have my sleep my list of sleeper quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. And then I always have kind of my undervalued guys, right? And we have our big sleeper list, uh, big sleeper list on uh, FF Champs. I know you released the quarterbacks this week, and the running yeah, backs and our receivers are coming down the pike. Yep. But I always try to wait till the middle rounds. I get one of my undervalued guys. You know, in some years that might be like an Eli Manning, someone like that. Sure. And then I, I, um, I grab another quarterback relatively quickly from my sleeper list, and I take those two guys, and that's my, those are my quarterbacks. I'm already set at running back and wide receiver because of the earlier rounds. Right. I just, unless the league, you know, again, there, are, there is one league I play in Bill where you start two quarterbacks, and that changes the dynamic quite a bit. But if it's a normal league, man, you do not be the sucker who drafts Aaron Rodgers in round one.
1: And that's going back to know your scoring system, commandment number one. If you're in a two-quarterback league, obviously that changes the game.
2: Sure, absolutely.
1: Now, like you said, Todd, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, they're not going to be on any of my teams because people in rounds one and two, they they draft Drew Brees because he's going to score the most points out of any quarterback this year, but that's not what matters because you can get someone – I'm going to combine commandment number four and commandment number five. You can get someone from a next great offense when you're waiting on your quarterback like we did last year with Matt Ryan. We knew Matt Ryan was going to be on that next great offense, and we knew that with everyone else drafting Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees and Tom Brady early on, we'd be able to wait for Matt Ryan later. Now Matt Ryan is my number, my, my number five uh, quarterback this year because he took that next step, he proved that he can put up big time numbers with Roddy White, Julio Jones, Tony Gonzalez. Now they got Steven Jackson in the mix as well. But I'll uh, tell you what, yep. Colin Kaepernick, Robert Griffin III, Tony Romo, there's nothing wrong with taking those guys later on because this is what happens. You draft a running back in round 1, and you take a running back or a wide receiver in round 2. Now you got two studs at the at the most important positions in fantasy football. If you sacrifice the first or second round pick by taking Aaron Rodgers, the fall off between the number five running back and the number fifteen running back is is like the Grand Canyon compared to Aaron Rodgers and someone like Matthew Stafford or or Robert Griffin III.
2: When you, I totally agree, Bill. When you look at the draft and you're maybe in the seventh, eighth, ninth round, and somebody takes, you know, RG three or Tony Romo or Andrew Luck, you're going to be like, man, that's a good value pick. <laughs> you know, because what's yeah. going to happen is you're going to have, in most leagues anyway, you're going to have a run on quarterbacks somewhere in the first few rounds. It's going to it's gonna happen. Someone's going to take Rodgers, Breeze, Manning, Brady. Yep. You know, it's going to happen. Those guys aren't going to be on our teams, but it's going to happen. And then there's going to be a lull because those guys are all scrambling for running backs and wide receivers in the middle rounds. At that point, you're like, man, you know, there's three or four quality quarterbacks still out there. I'll take one or maybe even take two of them, you know. Uh, it just this has been a it's 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 how I win leagues, Bill. <laughs> this is the one. This is the the really the one that helps the most out of all these commandments for me, waiting on the quarterback.
1: You gotta listen to us on this one, folks. Thou shalt wait on thy quarterback. It's Todd's favorite commandment. One of the most important commandments uh, for winning fantasy football, wait on your quarterback. Don't take Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees in the first or second round. It's just its not worth it. The value is not there. You're looking for valuable picks, and I'll tell you, it's not with a quarterback in the first two rounds.
2: All right, Bill, let's move on to commandment number six. Hit it, Josh.
0: Number six, thou shall covet thy stud wide receiver.
2: This is another one of my favorites, Bill. Um, I'm not afraid when the value is there. To grab that stud wide receiver, second round, maybe even the first round, depending on the year. Um, it's just you know some people kind of scoff at that and just grab a bunch of wide receivers late, especially if you're in a PPR league or a half point PPR league. Yep, I've, I'm always kind of that guy that's willing to go out there and grab that Megatron, grab you know one of those superstars early.
1: I'll tell you what, Todd, you really hit it with with Calvin Johnson. If you have if you if you're in a league with Megatron and you're in a full point PPR league, there's nothing wrong with taking him with the fifth pick or, 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 some, or anywhere after that uh, fifth overall pick. Because you think about it. I mean, the guy has over 100 catches. You know he's going to put up equal or more yards than someone like uh, an Arian Foster or Jamal Charles or Doug Martin. You saw what he did last year. He was pretty much on pace with Adrian Peterson in terms of yardage. Now, I know the touchdowns last year weren't there for him. But you know what? He got tackled five times inside the five-yard line. That rarely happens with a guy like Calvin Johnson. I think, that's, I think he's going to double
2: go his touchdowns this year, man. <laughs> exactly.
1: There you go. I so really the, do. So the stud-wide receivers, you got Calvin Johnson, obviously the clear-cut number one. How about guys like Brandon Marshall, A.J. Green, Julio Jones, Des Bryant, Demaryius Thomas. Those are people that I'm targeting in the second round because I covet thy stud wide receiver. I like having that number one wide receiver on my squad to go along with my first round pick that top, that, that top 10, that top five running back.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, this is a a lot of guys in my league, Bill, um, they think they're the smart ones because they might be waiting on a quarterback as well, as we talked about in the previous commandment. But they are so set in going RB, RB in the first two rounds. They don't yep. want to hear anything else. I'm taking the two best running backs. And that's not a bad strategy to go with. I'm not saying that. But you got to be open to taking that wide receiver if the stud is there. You've got to be open to it. You can't dismiss it and just wait till the third, fourth round for your receivers. If Megatron's sitting there at a certain spot there, you need to grab him. Grab him, especially in those PPR leagues.
1: All right, so that was commandment number six. Thou shalt covet thy stud wide receiver. Let's move on to commandment number seven.
0: Number seven, thou must draft key players back up.
2: Now, this one, Bill, is where ffchamps.com comes into play. Yep. A lot of people know the starting quarter or starting running backs, you know, or the starting wide receivers, quarterbacks. They all know the starters, but they don't know who's behind them. Mm-hmm. And that's why the preseason is very important as well. You can get, you know, we saw a little bit about what Dallas might be thinking the other night with their running back situation. You know, we saw DeMarco Murray, Lance Dunbar, uh, Joseph Randall, the rookie, uh, Philip Tanner. You know, we kind of saw perhaps what they might be thinking about. You got to be aware of who's the next man up should the starter go down.
1: Yep. And, and the, the, the reason why that it's crucial, because think about it. If you draft Aaron Foster and Aaron Foster goes out, It's not like the Texans are going to stop running the ball. They're going to hand the ball off to Ben Tate, and he's probably going to have maybe not as much success as Aaron Foster, but he's going to be pretty darn good, and you don't want to see one of your opponents scoop him up off the waiver wire because you were a fool on draft day and didn't handcuff your stud. Same thing with Ray Rice and Bernard Pierce. Yep. Uh, Adrian Peterson and Toby Gerhardt. The list goes on and on. LaShawn McCoy and Bryce Brown.
2: Yeah, well, how about in previous years? If you want to go back a year or two, how about the Buffalo situation? Those the, those people that gra- drafted Fred Jackson at the time when Fred Jackson was coveted a little bit more than C.J. Spiller. Sure. If you if you handcuffed Fred Jackson as you should have with C.J. Spiller, you worked out it worked out pretty well for you. So you know you got to keep an eye on that. Another situation this year, uh, Bill. How about the Denver situation? That's one that you're going to have to handcuff as well, I believe.
1: Monte Ball and Ronnie Hillman. Right now, yeah. Hillman looks like he's he's on top of the depth chart. We'll see if that's going to be. A running back by committee or, or a one-man show time now will tell. the
2: thing with the backup in my view bill is when to take that handcuff because if you if you have um you know let's go back again to the uh the situation in denver you know when if you if you drafted hillman you know whatever in whatever round you, you grabbed him in and you know when do you take monte ball because you covet Monte Ball more than anyone else now because you want him as a handcuff. So you might right. have to bump him up around, you know, to where you might have, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Might, because he's more valuable to you than anyone else. There's nothing worse than waiting too long to grab your handcuff and somebody else grabs it from you.
1: I'd rather be safe than sorry, Todd. So if I, if I have Aaron Foster on my team, I'll, I'll take Ben Tate in, in maybe the eighth round. But I'll, I'll also feel out the draft. You know, sure. if, if some of my opponents still need some guys to fill their starters, their starting lineup, I know they're not going to jump on my handcuff too early. So you have to fill out your draft. You have to be paying attention.
2: Yeah, you, you really do. Because like we've talked about before with the tiers and the drop-offs, you might be in a, an, a running back no-man's land where there really aren't any great options out there. And at that point, one of your opponents could grab your handcuffs. So you've got to be aware as to where those drop-offs are, when the tiers are kind of done, and then strike accordingly.
1: All right, so that was commandment number seven. You must handcuff, must draft your key player's backup. That's the handcuff rule, we like to call it. Uh, let's go on to commandment number eight.
0: Number eight, thou shall not draft two studs from the same team.
2: Now, Bill. You know, what's your school of thought on this? Because there's always that guy at the draft that really, really wants to pair up that quarterback with that receiver. He wants Tony Romo and Des Bryant. You know, there's a lot of guys that like that combination play, which is great for one week when they when they, you know, <laughs> hook up for a couple of long touchdown passes. But over the course of the season, you're not going to see the consistency that right. you might have if you, you know, go from separate teams.
1: And exactly, and you want to avoid that goose egg. I mean, even Peyton Manning last year, the Broncos kind of uh, sputtered a little bit to start the season. So, the, you know, if all of a sudden they're they're not scoring as many points as you thought that week, and now you're at two losses to start the year, or, or maybe two losses in the middle of the season, or towards the end of the season. You want to avoid putting all your eggs in one basket.
2: No, I totally agree. There's, there's one small exception to this, What's and. That? I play in a league where you have weekly bonuses, Mm -hmm. meaning if you're the high scorer for that week, you get, uh, let's just say, compensated for that. (laughs) So, you know, and if you win enough high weeks, then it's kind of, you know, almost the equivalent of, you know, maybe coming in second in the whole league at the end of the year. In those type of leagues, some people like to pair those up because you have those huge monster weeks where you destroy your opponent. But over the course of time, again, for every monster week, there's a goose egg week and the consistency is just not there. But that, that's the one tiny exception if you're into those weekly type of things um, you know, that I could see against this particular commandment.
1: All right, that's a good point there, Todd. Let's move on to commandment number nine.
0: Number nine, thou shall not draft a kicker or defense too early.
2: Bill, this is another one that is huge with me. It's so
1: simple, too.
2: Oh, but there's always the guy, you know. There's the guy who's going to take the Niners in the sixth round. It doesn't make sense, Don't Patrick Willis. And, and the thing is, when you watch him, when you watch him make the pick, that kid in the, the guy in the corner with the ma- hes probably the guy with the magazine, by the way. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he's flipping through. You know, maybe That's the we're into person. that. We're into that tier of running backs and wide receivers where you kind of have to think and you have to really work at it. Right. And he just can't think for himself. He's like, well, I'll just take the best defense. That way, I'll be set there.
1: Doesn't work like that.
2: No, just don't do it. There's so many good defenses out there. The defenses, you know, and kickers for that matter, from year to year, there's no consistency, really. Yep. Don't, don't worry about it. Unless you're in a weird league where defensive points are off the charts and you get tons and tons of points for different things, just wait till the last two rounds.
1: Absolutely. And we have kicker rankings. We have defensive rankings at ffchamps.com. We help you out with every position. But listen, you don't take a kicker until the last round. Don't do it. The guy's going to score you nine, maybe twelve, if you're lucky, points a week. It's just not worth taking uh, any time before the last round of your draft. Maybe you take a defense two or three rounds before the last round, maybe, but not anything in the single digits. You wait after until the twelfth r- round, assuming you're in a sixteen-round yeah. draft, to grab your defense.
2: Here's the deal. Here's how I look at it too. Another, if you if you do kind of, if you're having a hard time with this commandment, one mm. other rule of thumb might be. Wait till like six or seven defenses are taken, right? And then start considering it, you know. There then, you then maybe you know, think about it. But still, I wait till as long as possible.
1: My sleeper defense of the year is the Cincinnati Bengals, and they have an ADP of like being the eighth or ninth defense taken. So there you go, right there. Just wait until everyone else has a has a defense. Grab the Bengals this year, or the Miami Dolphins. Both of them sleeper defenses at FFChamps.com. Uh, let's move on to the last uh, commandment, Todd. Now this one is a little different than the other ones because the, the first nine really focus on draft preparation, but let's go to commandment number 10 and I'll explain why it's more in season.
0: Number 10, thou shall start your studs.
2: All right, Bill. Well, this is a big one, <laughs> you know, and like you said, this is more for in season, but how many times, Bill, do we get the emails and the expert advice questions flowing into ffchance.com where they say, Hey, I've got Adrian Peterson, but he's going up against the Niners' D. Should I bench him for Shane Vereen? Right. You know?
1: <laughs> and the question is, that's a negative.
2: Yeah.
1: Don't worry don't. about the matchups with your studs. No. Always start your studs. You're going to be kicking yourself in the ass if all of a sudden you benched Adrian Peterson because he was going up against a tough defense, and he breaks out for 200 yards and two touchdowns. He's a stud for a reason. He's capable of overcoming or overmatching or overpowering. The, the defense on the other side of the ball. That's why he's the number one pick this year. Same thing goes with wide receivers and even quarterbacks. You know, back in the day, people used to say, well, I'm going to bench Calvin Johnson because he's playing against Darrell Revis this week. Well, you know what? If Calvin Johnson catches four passes for 30 yards, but one of them's a touchdown, he's worth starting. There's no one on your team with that kind of potential. That's why you invest the high draft pick. Start your studs. We say it all season long. We're saying it today, and I guarantee we say it every single week throughout the regular season. Start your studs. Start your studs. Start your studs.
2: Yeah, on, on, on ffchamps.com, too, we actually list the studs for you. So to yes, take the thinking away, we say yeah. every week we update it and say, here are the studs. They're yeah. in your lineup. Move on. It's
1: called the stud list. It's yes, very simple. It is. And it's right above... Our FFCPI, the, the Fantasy Football Champs Performance Index, which which is different from our, our cheat sheet. that the, the FFCPI, that's our in-season ranking. So right. we have the stud list associated with, with and on you, that. And page. you know, Bill,
2: there's probably a lot of people out there listening to this thinking, of course you start your studs. Well, I'll tell you what. I guarantee you it's crossed your mind on a <laughs> Sunday morning. Yeah. You know, should, should I, pull I don't know, uh, Marshawn Lynch, uh, I don't like the matchup, you know. Yep. It happened. It crosses your mind. You just got to take that out of the factor. The only thing I would say is, Bill, is the injury factor, right? That's a little bit of a different situation if if there's a serious injury to consider. Right. But uh, other than that, you just, just plug them in there. Over the course of the year, the numbers are going to be there.
1: All right, quickly, I'm just going to recap the top ten, the ten commandments for winning fantasy football. Number one, know your scoring system. Number two, stick to your tiers on draft day. Number three, avoid players from bad teams. Number four, draft players from the next great offenses. And we're going to dive a little bit more into detail in the next segment on three and four. Number five, wait on your quarterback. That's Todd's favorite commandment. Wait on your quarterback. Don't take Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers this year. It's not worth it. You don't get the value. Number six, covet thy stud wide receiver. Calvin Johnson, Brandon Marshall, Des Bryant, the Julio Jones. You want those guys this year. They're going to be a difference maker for your squad. Number seven, handcuff. Draft your key players back up. You're going to be kicking yourself in the ass if all of a sudden uh, your star player goes down and you don't have his backup who's going to be the next great fantasy uh, football waiver wire pickup. Plan ahead on draft day. Draft your key players back up. Number eight, don't draft two studs from the same team. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Number nine, don't draft a kicker or defense too early. Way out of control. People grabbing defenses in in single-digit rounds. Doesn't make sense. Take your kicker in the last round. Trust me, it's just it, it, it's a no-brainer for me. Uh, number 10, this one's for the in-season. Thou shalt start your studs. Make sure that you play your best players every single week. And, Todd, those are the Ten Commandments for winning fantasy football. If you have any questions about them, give us a call. Pick up the phone. We want to hear from you. 855-478-7030. We're also answering your emails, radio at footballnation.com. Hit us up on Twitter if you have a question about the Ten Commandments. Our Twitter handle is at FFChamps. FFChamps, very easy uh, to get in touch with us, Todd. So that's the Ten Commandments. Coming up next, what do you think? We're going to break down commandment number three and commandment number four. Does that sound good?
2: Yeah, who are those bad teams, Bill? Yeah, that's
1: well, what we're, we're going to talk about. Who are the bad that. teams that's to right. stay
2: away from? Who are the next great offenses? We all know who the good offenses are now. Who are the next ones? We'll, we'll break it all down.
1: Todd, before we take a break, I want to give a quick thank you to our partners at DraftKings.com. Later on in the show, we'll be joined by uh, someone from their team, DraftKings.com, and discuss how how you can win real money playing daily fantasy football. Daily fantasy football is all the rage these days. So we're going to bring someone over from DraftKings to uh, talk about what what they're offering for uh, FF Champs and Football Nation listeners.
2: That sounds good. And if you're a... a, uh... You know, an expert at fantasy football, you can really clean up in those daily leagues, man.
1: Clean it up. We call That's that right. bubbling the pockets. Now, bubbling the pockets means you're putting you're putting money in your pockets so they bubble up. So when you're wearing jeans, you got a big wad of cash, and, you, you know, you're bubbling the pockets.
2: I've never heard that before.
1: Well, you got to listen to more hip-hop. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Bill Enright, Todd DeBreeze, hanging out with you on the Fantasy Football Champs. More of the Ten Commandments. We're breaking down number three and number four coming up next right here on the Football Nation Radio Network. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for die-hard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on footballnation.com. Simply sign up for free at footballnation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today.
2: ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold hard football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game, every week, straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover The statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in nfl games the proof is in our performance become a cold hard football facts insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com
1: hey this is bill enright from the fantasy football champs i want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at draftkings.com draftkings.com is a new way to play fantasy football no more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won hundred grand in his very first football contest. $100,000, the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com promo code champs. Good luck. Alright, welcome back to the fantasy football champs. Bill Enright and Todd DeVries hanging out with you. This is a, the inaugural episode, the first episode ever the fantasy football champs here on the football nation radio network and we're helping you guys get ready for your fantasy football draft so pick up the phone give us a call one 1855 478 7030 Todd I'm going to run through that number again because I kind of screwed it up a little bit <laughs> go ahead 478 7030 hit us up on twitter at ffchamps or send us an email radio at footballnation.com we're helping you guys get ready for the fantasy football drafts, this is the season to start your preparation. It's not the season, Todd, to do your drafts this week. That's still a couple weeks away, but you want to start getting prepared.
2: Absolutely. You know, Thursday night, whole slate of preseason games, Friday night. I think there's a couple on Saturday, one on Sunday. So this is it, man. It's all going to – it's go time. It is time to get prepared and see these teams uh, out there on the field. And, uh, you know, start putting together your cheat sheets or go to ffchamps.com. and you get your cheat sheets ready to rock and roll already for you.
1: That's right. And, and part of that preparation is identifying the bad teams, identifying the great teams, and identifying the next great teams, as we discussed when we were doing our Ten Commandments for Winning Fantasy Football. Commandment number three, Todd, is avoid players from bad teams. So let's go through the bottom four, the worst offenses in the NFL as we head into the 2013 season. First up, for me, let me know if you agree, the Oakland Raiders.
2: Uh, of course. Well, who's the quarterback, Bill? That's start, a big with the,
1: start with the Q. That's a big question. Right now, it looks like it's going to be Matt Flynn. They still have Terrell Pryor. They drafted uh, Wilson out of Arkansas. So, you know, we'll see what's we'll see what's happening with the Oakland Raiders quarterback situation. But even so, who the heck is he going to be throwing the ball to? No. They lost Brandon Myers. They lost Darius Hayward Bay. They got Denarius Moore. They got Rod Streeter Two. You know, relatively, Rod Shreder a newcomer, hasn't really shown much in the NFL. Denarius Moore had seven touchdowns last year. But at the same time, I mean, we're not really expecting uh, top 30 numbers from him. No, The Raiders no. are just a mess, if you ask me.
2: They're a mess. And they're one, uh, quote-unquote, marquee fantasy player, at least by name, Darren McFadden. I mean, can you? I can't trust this guy anymore. Forget it. I mean, how many injuries can this one guy go through with him?
1: You know, he's entering a contract year, Todd, and I always think that players are more motivated when money's on the line, when they have to put up or shut up in order to get that next big contract. But the thing with Darren McFadden is when he's on the field, he's productive, but more often than not, he's not on the field because he's always injured. He's a guy that has burned so many fantasy football managers over the years that I wouldn't be surprised if he goes in their fourth or fifth round when in the years past he was a first or second round pick.
2: Uh, Do you hold grudges? Do you hold fantasy grudges? Absolutely. Yeah, well, I do too. And sorry, Darren McFadden, run DMC. No, uh, I'm not going in (laughs) your direction any longer. Been burned too many times. Even last year, Bill, remember the first game of the year he caught 18, or he was targeted 18 times, caught 13 balls for uh, 80-something yards against the Chargers on that that, uh, Monday night.
1: That was his Uh, best game of the year.
2: That was it. Week one. So, I mean, I just can't trust this guy anymore. The Raiders are a bad team. You just went through it. There's no receivers. There's no quarterback. Because of that, even if Darren McFadden is healthy, everyone's going to stack the line stop him. Uh, stay away from Oakland. Stay
1: away from Oakland. That's, that's one, of the, one of the four teams or one of the five teams that we're going to discuss Commandment number three, avoid players from bad teams. We're avoiding the Oakland Raiders. All right, who else are we avoiding? Let's move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I know we have some exceptions with this one, really only two exceptions. But, Todd, it starts off with the quarterback play. Blaine Gabbert, Chad Henney, Tomato, tomato, doesn't matter who's under center for the Jags. Neither one of them are going to be productive. And because of that, the rest of their team is not going to be very
2: good. No, I mean, obviously, you know, you've got to make a decision on Maurice Jones-Drew. Another guy getting a little long in the tooth, you know, had some injuries recently in recent years, but man, when he's healthy, he can still produce. Um, so the question with him is going to be on draft day, Bill is because of his name recognition, he'll probably go a little higher than he should. Right. You know, unless you're in a league full of sharks and and actually you and I are in a lot of leagues like that. The question's going to be when you're sitting there and MJD is staring you at the face, maybe in the third round. What are you going to do? Are you going to roll with him or not?
1: Now, here's the next thing, Todd. MJD, he's coming off that Liz Frank injury, but he's also another guy that is looking for a contract. He's heading into the last year of his Jacksonville Jaguars contract. We all remember him holding out last year. He's only 27 years old. He's going to be looking for a big payday. He's going to be extra motivated this year. uh, You know, he's a guy that has been so productive, so consistent. And like you mentioned, Uh, throughout the course of his career other than last year when he got injured. So MJD is a guy that, you know, maybe he's like the Adrian Peterson of 2013. Everyone kind of slept on Adrian Peterson last year, coming off the ACL, maybe fell to the end of the second round, and then, boom, you draft him, and all of a sudden you have the best player in in fantasy football.
2: Let me ask you this. You're on the clock, you know, strong league, second round. MJD's there. Are you feel, if you if you if you decide to take him are you feeling good about that pick like are you feeling great about taking MJD in the second round
1: I feel like that could be the biggest risk the biggest reward pick of the draft and if it pays off it pays huge dividends Right, that's right. so that's, that's
2: like kind of my point is you're not like you're not like oh my god he's still here I'm grabbing him right now in the second round Right no. you know no. you're kind of like I hope it works out you know but I agree with you. I mean, he's the exception to the rule. He's the exception to this com- this commandment. You know, you know luckily like,
1: it's the first week of August. We'll see him in training camp. We'll see him in preseason, and hopefully, if he looks healthy, we'll be able to move him up the rankings
2: a bit. Now let's talk about Cecil Shorts for a second. Sure. Second half of the year, you know, four 100 yard games, four touchdowns in the fast uh, in the final what seven games last year. Yep. Finished yep. strong. The reports out of camp bar. he's looking good. Justin yep. Blackman's out. What's the problem with Cecil Shorts?
1: My man Cecil. Really turned it on last year. Loved picking this guy up off the waiver wire. Think he was incredible when Chad Henney was under center. When Blaine Gabber was under center, Blaine Gabber is so shell-shocked, so he has that deer-in-the-headlights look that he barely got rid of the ball downfield. So I like my chances with Cecil Shorts a bit more if Chad Henney is named the starting quarterback for the Jags.
2: Yeah, and the Jags are in one of those precarious situations, Bill, where, you (laughs) know— Are they rebuilding? They're always rebuilding, right? Yes. Put it this way: If you have a a solid team and you just want a veteran to try to lead you to the playoffs, you go with Henny, no brainer. Yeah. If you want to build for the future, you got to give your young QB, you know, a look. And they've been giving Gabbard that look. So they're kind of torn in between because they're not a solid team. So if they go with Henny, what are they just prolonging the quarterback, uh, you know, the long term issue that they've got, right? Because you know what you're going to get with Henny, but with Right. Gabbert, you're hoping, at least they're probably still hoping. No, I'm though. Not, I'm not a Gabbert believer at all, never was, but they're probably hoping that, hey, maybe this guy, you know, we, we got to give him a one more chance type of thing. And so that's where they are right now. If they go with Gabbert, I'm with you. Shorts, va- his value, you know, plummets. If Henny's in there, which is great for fantasy for shorts, not so great for the Jags' future, um, that's something to keep an eye on here in the preseason.
1: All right, let's move on to the next bad offense that we're not taking any players from these teams. That's the New York Jets, and this one's pretty self-explanatory. Geno Smith, Mark Sanchez, we don't know who's going to be the starter. I really don't care. Santonio Holmes is still out. He might miss the first month of the season. Their their big time free agent running back that they signed, Chris Ivory, is already injured heading into training camp. Mike Goodson got arrested. They're not they're, they don't know when he's going to be back. They got Jeremy Curley and, and Stephen Hill, Braylon Edwards as their wide receivers. Uh, they signed Kellen Winslow. He he barely played at all last year. The Patriots cut him. The Jets are just a mess. I'm not touching anyone from this team. No exceptions. I don't want anyone from the New York Jets on my fantasy
2: team. Complete train wreck, and I agree with you. (laughs) I mean, of all the teams we're mentioning here, there's some exceptions or possible exceptions. Not here. Forget the Jets. No, nothing. Nobody. Cecil Short. I mean, I'm sorry. Chris Ivory, if he's there late, super, super late, maybe. But no, the Jets are off my list.
1: Uh, the last team that we're going to discuss under the avoid bad, uh, avoid players from bad teams is the Tennessee Titans, and and the reason why, Todd, again, it goes back to the quarterback. Jake Locker is wildly inaccurate. You've ha- you haven't liked Jake Locker since his days in college.
2: Jake Locker in college was a running quarterback who couldn't throw with a lick, right? Yeah. And uh, Steve Sarkeesian was his quor- his. His head coach, he's a former co- uh, quarterback at BYU. And I remember in the off seasons when he was at Washington, they kept saying they were working on his accuracy, working on his accuracy. And his accuracy every year, is completion percentage, 55%, 54%, 57%. Right. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't going to cut it. So when he went so high in the NFL draft, I was shocked. you know. And mm-hmm. I mean, what is it, his third year in the league now?
1: Uh, this will be, yes, his third year. He was in uh, that same don't... class as Blaine Gabbert.
2: You know, he's a nice kid, uh, good guy, great athlete. He can't throw the ball. So I'm with you. Uh, you know, Kenny Britt, f- fantastic talent when he's on the field. Um, you know, Kendall Wright's a young guy to keep an eye on, but I think they're on the wrong team. I yeah. just think I think for fantasy purposes, they're on the wrong team. Kenny Britt will have those big games to, to keep you – enticed, you know, but then he'll go right. a couple weeks where he won't do anything. And that's right. a lot of it's because of the quarterback. The big question here is Chris Johnson, though, Bill. That, that's the one that people want to talk about fantasy-wise. You of know, course. Nobody trusts him, but you can't deny his talent is still there.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Chris Johnson kind of let managers down at the beginning of last season, but he turned it on toward the end, and, and he finished up with, with some pretty solid stats to to make him a borderline number one, but I'm really, I'm really confident if he's my number two quarter, if he's my number two running back,
2: well, the first five weeks of the season last year, fantasy Awful. points, he Ready? was so bad. Five, fantasy points. Three. Yes. Three. Sixteen. Three. So for the first five weeks, he couldn't even get more than five fantasy points.
1: And then he finished with twelve hundred yards and six touchdowns. Exactly. Now, I'm a little bit weary of Sean Green taking goal line touches, but we know Chris Johnson can score from the distance. You know, he breaks off those big runs. So. I don't think his touchdown total is affected that much by Sean Green
2: being there. Yeah, he's another guy where you don't feel great about taking him. Uh, you know, you don't feel great about taking Chris Johnson in that late second round, but it's a, it's something you have to consider.
1: All right, so when you're on the clock and you have to debate between a player from the Jaguars, the Jets, the Titans, or the Raiders, go with the guy in the better offense. Avoid players from bad teams. Which brings us to commandment number four, target players on the next great offense. Todd. We know who the great offenses are. The Saints, the Denver Broncos, the New England Patriots, the Atlanta Falcons, the Green Bay Packers. All of them have one thing in common. That's terrific, exceptional, great quarterback play. So we know those teams, we we, we know they've arrived. They've, They've been here for a while now. But we want to focus on the next great offenses. Who are those teams that are going to break out this year, take the NFL by storm? Those are the guys that we want to really target in the middle to late rounds of the drafts.
2: Well, I think the one that you've got to mention first and foremost this offseason is the Kansas City Chiefs. Right? Absolutely. Andy Reid comes to town, and Andy Reid knows a little bit about offenses. they got Alex Smith. You know, a sleeping uh, giant is Jamal Charles, a running back. Dwayne Bowe, will he benefit from Andy Reid? There's a lot of interesting things going on in Kansas City, and uh, I think they're, you know, they're kind of the, the hot team this preseason from a fantasy perspective. Uh, they're, they're definitely, they've definitely got the players, man. It's just a matter of can they, can they execute.
1: Absolutely. Chiefs definitely, I think, are going to take that next step this year. So long Matt Castle and his inaccuracies and his incompletions and his interceptions. Now I got Alex Smith. I think he's going to be uh, a, a big success in Andy Reid's system. So that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Who else do we have on this next great offense list?
2: Well, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the Bengals. Sure. And you can question whether they've kind of almost already arrived. But, mm-hmm. man, they have so many young guys that are just exciting to me. Giov- Giovanni Bernard, the running back that they grabbed this year in this year's draft. He was my favorite running back in the entire draft. They've got him to go along with the law firm. Uh, I like that. I like Tyler Eifert at tight end, the young, uh, guy from, the young rookie from Notre Dame. Right. You, you pair him with Jermaine Gresham. you got something going on there. Then you go back to uh, Mohamed Sanu from a couple years ago. He's last really year been they coming dra- on they strong. They drafted
1: him last year, and then he got hurt. But he was yep. very productive when, when he was out there.
2: Yep. I mean, Andy Dalton is just kind of coming into his own. Uh, of course, they've got A.J. Green, you know, one of the best wide receivers in the Hall of Football. So this is a offense that's really starting to take shape, and I would not be surprised at all if this thing really started to click. Now, because they have so many weapons, Bill, could it kind of hurt them collectively other than Andy Dalton? I don't, think, Dalton? So. I don't I mean, think, I think so. I mean, I think A.J. Green's going to get his. Right. But, you know, it, would it be better if they had one workhorse running back instead of a... A, you know, kind of a two-headed monster, probably. But, man, over over the next year or two, I really think that they've got enough pieces in place that you're going to see the cream rise to the top, and you're going to see the Bengals putting up a lot of points.
1: I, I totally agree with you, Todd. They are so young. Andy Dalton's only in his third year. A.J. Green, only in his third year. Giovanni Bernard, a rookie. Tyler Eifert, a rookie to go along with Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, and Jermaine Gresham, the two veterans. Mohamed Sanu, only in his second year. I think we're going to look at the Bengals this year and say, you know what, that team took the next step. They made the playoffs the last two years, so we know their team is good as a whole. Now I think it's time for their fantasy football playmakers, the playmakers on their offense, to show up and reward those fantasy managers that end up taking them in their draft. A.J. Green's my number two wide receiver. I mean,
2: he was phenomenal last year. Yeah, he is. And I think that the only possible concern down the line, not this year, but down the line, is that if these other weapons do develop, will it hurt A.J. Green a little bit fantasy wise? You know, will it? I mean, that's the only possible downside I see. Um, And it's, you know, and I don't think you're going to see it this year, but maybe down the line.
1: All right, quickly, let's go over the, the next few next great offenses. We got the Detroit Lions. And the reason why we're listing them here as a next great offense is we know what Calvin Johnson can do, but look at all the new pieces they have surrounding Matthew Stafford. They brought in Reggie Bush, a very versatile, a very dynamic running back who can catch passes out of the backfield. Last year, Ryan Broyles, Nate Burleson, both were injured. Matthew Stafford had no one to throw to other than Calvin Johnson, so we're happy to see the reports coming out of Detroit camp that Burleson and, and Broyles are, are both healthy, expected to start the year. They still have Mikel DeShore, who's a, a pretty good goal back. Brandon Pettigrew, hopefully he took care of his, his drop situation that, that we saw last year. So the Lions are another team that maybe they were there two years ago as one of those great offenses, took a step back last year, but they're going to take that step forward again in 2013.
2: I agree. If, if Reggie Bush and Ron Broyles are healthy, I think that they'll, they'll uh, bump it up a little bit this year as a, as, an, as a whole offense. I totally agree with you.
1: So those are the teams that we, we firmly agree on. Now we got two teams that are on the – three teams, I'm sorry, that are on the fence. The Miami Dolphins, the St. Louis Rams, and the Cleveland Browns. Let's take a look at the Miami Dolphins. Drafted Ryan Tannehill, really overshadowed last year by Robert Griffin, Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson. He's expected to take the next step, a step forward this year, because look at who the Dolphins have signed uh, in this offseason. They got Mike Wallace, gave him a big contract. They brought in Brandon Gibson, uh, a pretty productive wide receiver for the St. Louis Rams. They re-signed Brian Hartline. They, they, they signed uh, tight end Dustin Keller. Lamar Miller is supposed to be this explosive back. He's one of our sleeper running backs this year. So the Miami Dolphins certainly have the pieces, the weapons surrounding Ryan Tannehill. Now it's on him to take his team to that next level.
2: Yeah, I'm in, I'm in more of a wait and see mode with, this, with the Dolphins. I'm not sure I'm 100% all in on them being the okay. next great offense yet. But there's no denying that they've got some young pieces in place. Um, maybe it'll take an extra year longer than some of these other teams we're talking about. Right. But they're definitely someone to keep an eye on.
1: All right, and then what do you think about the St. Louis Rams? It, you know, Sam Bradford has, has been their starter for quite some time now, and finally he has some weapons around him. They drafted Devon Austin, one of the most explosive playmakers, heading into this year's draft. Uh, they have Chris Givens, who's, who's expected to really step up and, uh, and take over that starting role. But we don't know about their running back situation yet. Daryl Richardson, Isaiah Peed. We don't know if there's going to be a running back by committee.
2: Yeah, that's that's the key, right? I mean, uh, the running back situation, is it hasn't you know sorted itself out yet. Who's going to replace Steven Jackson? And I don't know that we're going to have any answers, Bill. This is something to really keep an eye on during the preseason. Uh, did you mention Jared Cook at tight end?
1: Oh, Jared Cook at tight end. Great point.
2: I think that's somebody to keep an eye on. If you are in a league where you might need to draft two tight ends, he might be a nice serviceable uh, tight end number two. Yep. And Sam Bradford, hey, man, you know, make or break time. You know, he, he needs to start uh, showing that he's a legit NFL quarterback, and they surrounded him with some weapons. Devon Austin, Stedman Bailey, he's a deep, deep, deep sleeper to keep an eye on from West Virginia. Um, you know, it's time for him to step it up, man. I think a lot of people are looking at him as, you know, make, a make or break season. All right,
1: and finally we got Cleveland Browns, who, you know, in the past, Todd, they were really one of the – the laughing stocks of the NFL, but I like what they did in the off season by hiring North Turner as their offensive coordinator. They got a stud in Trent Richardson. I think he, I think he could be in the running for one of those top five running backs next season. I'm not, I'm not disappointed in what I saw from Brandon Whedon as a rookie, but to be honest with you, he really didn't have a whole lot of receivers to throw to Josh Gordon suspended for the first two games of the year, but he, he was a pretty dynamic rookie wide receiver last year. And then they got Jordan Cameron, who we know what Turner did with Antonio Gates in the past when, they, when he was in San Diego. Jordan Cameron is kind of that, that same type of uh, former basketball player, very athletic, can move around, and is a big target in the red zone. So Cleveland Browns might be a few years away, but they're one of those teams that you're going to want to keep, a lot, keep an eye on.
2: I agree. I mean, I'm, I think right now, though, it's safe to say that it's Trent Richardson and nobody else. I can't. I can't get excited about the rest of these Browns. I've never been high on Brandon Weeden, Old Man Whedon, we call him. Yeah. Older than Aaron Rodgers, by the way, for those of you out there not familiar with that little stat. <laughs> um, I'm just not buying it. Now they did an overhaul in the front, you know, the front office and the coaching staff and everything. So hopefully there's, uh, you know, they're they're kind of talking a good game about how their offense is going to change. But I'm, I'm, you know, you got to prove it to me.
1: All right. So that was a kind of a, a little bit more detail of Commandment number three: avoid players from bad teams, and Commandment number four. Uh, Target players on the next great offenses. Check out all the commandments on FFChamps.com. They're on our draft kit. They are really, Todd. They're really the backbone to our strategy for fantasy football uh, draft preparation. Uh, You know, we really uh, hone in on on those ten rules and follow them along through fantasy football draft all the way through the regular season.
2: Yep, I totally agree, man. You you gotta. Memorize these commandments and don't stray from them on draft day. It, Bill, it's hard. Some people, it's hard when Drew Brees is there in the late second, early third round. It's hard for people to turn turn down that quarterback, that huge name quarterback, yep. you know, that quote-unquote falls in your lap at the top of the third round. You got to stick to the commandments, man. I I totally agree, Todd. We're going to take a quick break.
1: Coming up, though, we have John Aguiar from DraftKings.com. Uh, he's going to join us, talk about daily fantasy football and how much money you can win playing daily daily fantasy football we're going to have a a segment right here on the fantasy football champ show each and every week kind of giving you some strategy uh helping you guys win some some real cash prizes uh that's coming up next right here on the fantasy football champs. FF
3: champs.
0: Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs. FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. <laughs>
2: You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Colin Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets tap into our experts for advice and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools and the best part it's free to subscribe so whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league or if you simply want to get an edge on your nfl fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today check out collegefootballgeek.com. <laughs> hey this is bill enright from the fantasy football champs
1: i want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at draftkings.com draftkings.com is a new way to play fantasy football no more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain at draftkings.com you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won a hundred grand in his very first football contest. One hundred thousand dollars the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck.
0: The champ is here. It's fantasy football the champ time. Is here. With the Fantasy Football Champs. Fitzgerald leaps, and he's got it! It's a touchdown for Larry Fitzgerald! Dominate your league with the guys from ffchamps.com. back the end, grab, touchdown! Todd DeBries and Bill Enright are the Fantasy Football
1: Champs. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Champs. Bill and Todd hanging out with you as we're heading into hour two Pick up the phone's the number to uh, dial us is 855-478-7030. You can hit us up on Twitter, at FFChamps, just in case you're listening to the show on demand via the podcast on iTunes or on Football Nation or on FFChamps. A lot of ways to reach us, Todd. And we, we, we love bringing callers on and helping you guys get ready for your fantasy football draft preparation. But we do have a special caller on the line, uh, John Aguiar from DraftKings.com. He's going to help us talk through – how to play daily fantasy football, the benefits of playing versus you know season-long leagues, and Todd, you and I kind of go over this every every year that you, you can win real money, and if you're good at fantasy football, you win a lot of cash.
2: No, oh, absolutely. You know, uh, the one thing that, that about the season-long leagues is you know there's a deferred uh, what's well, satisfaction, so to speak, right? Because you got to win that big title at the end of the year. Right. But with daily fantasy sports, man, you can win every single weekend. It makes it exciting. It's kind of like a new season every week.
1: And for those that haven't played, we're going to be doing a strategy segment every week right here on this show, uh, which, by the way, live uh, noon to 2 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we're, so, again, we're going to be doing a live strategy advice kind of segment here. And what, we're, what we'll do is we'll try to find players that you want on your team based on matchups because again it's not season long it's only based on that particular week so if you're playing in week four you want to know if the patriots are playing against the oakland raiders you may want to stack up on on the patriots players that week and you get a budget and each player let's say tom brady costs ten thousand dollars you have to kind of pick and choose players very carefully to fill your roster with while you're staying in that budget
2: yeah, you can't just go grab studs across the board. You're going to have to find some value plays in the middle. Absolutely. And again, and that's the key. That's what. Right. And, then and we'll, again,
1: you know, you're putting cash on the line, but if you listen to us, and we're pretty good at this kind of stuff, we won a lot of money last year, we'll help put money in your pockets. Like I said earlier in the show, we want to bubble your pockets, Todd.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm not down with that, dude. Bubble your pockets. So, no, there's Bubble the pockets. I don't like the way that uh, rolls off the tongue, so I'm not going to be saying that one th- this year. I'm going to let you go with that, Mr. Hip Hop.
1: That, I'll be saying it all year. I'm going to be bubbling my pockets playing daily fantasy <laughs> sports at DraftKings.com. Let's bring in John Aguiar. John, welcome to the show, the Fantasy Football Champ Show. How's it going, my man?
3: Uh, it's good. Beautiful day here in Boston.
1: John, I, I can't hear you too well. Uh, is it our connection on our end? Uh, I can hear you guys fine. All right, you can hear us fine. That's all that matters then. Um, So, John, let's let's talk about DraftKings.com. You know, daily fantasy sports is becoming so popular now that it's really kind of taking over how people play fantasy.
3: Uh, Yeah, I mean, people have really gotten sick of the whole uh, year-long thing. Uh, you know, especially uh, we're in the middle of baseball season right now, and, like, nobody wants to play six months of uh, fantasy baseball, so you just, right. uh, you just pick it up and play for a day. You know, obviously the football season is only... Games long, but it just gives you a totally different experience. You know, with your uh, with your year long teams, you're usually kind of stuck with what you draft, aside from uh, you know what you can trade during the season. But you know, uh, you know, two two years ago, Jamal Charles, uh, you know, early first round pick, and just got broken and missed the entire season after week one. And if you had Jamal Charles, you were in for like a whole season of just kind of trying to get by with a team that was pretty well damaged. And uh, daily fantasy sports, you don't really have that problem. You uh, you know you pick a new team every week. You have, you know, you you kind of break it down. If you know if you're gonna play, if you play a year-long league that's like a hundred dollar league. Maybe you play for ten bucks a day and, and daily. And you know you have one bad week, and you know somebody gets injured. It doesn't ruin your whole season. So you know you just uh, you pick back up and you start again the next week with uh, with the mashups and players that are available.
2: So, John, give us your best sales pitch for DraftKings.com for people that aren't familiar. What separates your product from the other daily fantasy sites? Uh,
3: we've, been a, uh, we've been a leader in the industry in terms of pushing uh, the big prize pools and uh, basically uh, consistently running the biggest contests in every sport every time those sports come up. At the end of last season, Week 16, we had a $250,000 guarantee contest in the first place walked away with $100,000, uh, you know, the, it was the day before Christmas Eve. So he went into Christmas, uh, $100,000 richer on a $200 entry. And some people won those entries for as little as uh, $1 or $2. So really the, the opportunity exists for someone who's sharp at the game to come to our site and turn their buy-in into the most money possible because we're offering the biggest prize in the daily fantasy.
1: Uh, again, we have John Aguiar from DraftKings.com. John, why don't you discuss some of the the contests that you're going to have scheduled for the upcoming 2013 NFL season?
3: Well, well we're actually going to be announcing those in six days, and I can't, really, I, I can't really blow the big reveal. All I can say is that you're definitely going to want to come over to DraftKings on Monday and see what we have announced for week one and, uh, and, and, and for the rest of the week. We're, you know, we're really going to have some really exciting stuff. Um, I, I, I can't really, like I said, I can't, I, I can't really blow the the big reveal. But trust me, you're going to want to have me on the show again in a
2: week to talk about it. So All that's right, on so, Monday then the yeah. big reveal of uh, the upcoming season. Right.
3: Yeah, we want to wait for uh, you know two weeks of the preseason. You know, guys are still getting themselves injured in camp. Guys are, you know, there's there's a risk. You know, we don't want to. Post our week one salary, because once we post them, we're stuck with those. So we're going to let some of the we're going to let some of the quarterback competitions play out. We're going to you know make, see these guys with injuries, make sure that uh, make sure that our pricing is, uh, is pretty good because uh, as opposed to the year long, you're you're not in a draft. You're provided with a salary cap like, you know you're you're a manager of a team and you can pick anybody you want from the entire league. So we don't want to have a guy out there who's like really cheap because he was supposed to be a uh, you know, supposed to be getting like eight or ten plays a game and he's gonna get thirty plays in week one because you know a wide receiver got injured or something along sure. those
2: lines. So, yeah, sure. Well month, hey, you know after the slate of preseason games that are about to, you know, hit us in the face here Thursday through Sunday, it's gonna be at a fever pitch, so Monday makes a lot of sense. Now, for all of our listeners out there, John, are do we have any promotions or promo codes for the fantasy football champs listeners?
3: Well, we um we have uh, great promo for everybody, and that's an industry best one hundred percent deposit bonus, up to six hundred dollars when you make your first deposit on DraftKings. So you come in, you deposit uh, two hundred bucks, and you have a two hundred dollar bonus that releases as you play games over the course of the season. So it's sort of like the gift that keeps on giving. And uh, on top of that, uh, first time uh, new new users are going to get a two dollar uh, it's a two dollar ticket for use to of our week one contest so if you just want to come in and try it out you you're a little hesitant you want to, you want to see what this is all about all you got to do is come and uh, sign up for an account and once again that'll be uh, that'll be live on, on Monday that you'll sign up and get that ticket to our week one uh, contest our week one we're gonna have a, a few contests that'll be our two dollar contest
1: that sounds great John we're gonna we're gonna tell everyone to check out draftkings.com on Monday make sure that you're following you guys on twitter at @draftkings to really get get that announcement about the upcoming fantasy football contest that uh, you're going to have for the 2013 season. Again, 100% deposit bonus on your first deposit. That that's big time. No one else is doing that in the daily fantasy industry. You'll only find it at draftkings.com. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to tell we're going to tell everyone every week some strategy right here on the fantasy football champ show. Uh, John, we appreciate you joining us, and we look forward to hearing you from you from the for the rest of the season.
3: Absolutely, and uh, we look forward to having uh, all your customers playing on our site. I, I really think that for people that haven't experienced daily fantasy sports before, it's really, it really it goes along well with the year long experience. You're doing all your research anyways on your players. You're doing research on the guys on the waiver wire, so you know the good value players. So why not take all that research and uh, and work you've done and make it work for you in a different way. And it's also nice to not have to, you know, sweat the same players week in and week out. If you want to, you know, if you're a if you're a Baylor fan and you want to have RG3 on your team, you can have RG3 on your team. Maybe you didn't make it to you in the draft. So uh, experience uh, a whole new way to play fantasy football.
1: DraftKings.com, check it out. You're going to get a lot of money playing fa- daily fantasy football this year at DraftKings.com. John, thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate uh, talking to you spending a few minutes with us.
2: Absolutely. Take it easy. Take
1: care,
2: Bill. I love daily fantasy. Um, like you said, it's all the rage. This, you know, it really didn't exist five, six years ago, and saw sites popping up here and there. DraftKings is the best site. Um, can't wait to get in there, and uh, I guess we have to wait till week one. That's the only downside, right? We got to wait till week one before we can get in there and start dominating.
1: Yeah, so they'll have their announcement on Monday. They'll they'll kind of go over some of the contests that they'll have available this season. I think if you use promo code CHAMPS, you get to uh, activate that deposit bonus, and you'll also be entered into some some of the other contests that they have. So they're going to be working with us all season long. You'll find great deals there. And, again, we're we're really trying to help you guys win real money in in weekly fantasy leagues in addition to everything that we do on this show for your season-long leagues. We want to help you guys win money.
2: That's what we're here for. best part about it, uh, uh, Bill, is – you know i like looking at the salary caps when they release the salary caps right and finding those value plays you know yep. there's a lot of strategy involved in that that you don't get in the season long format there and sure is. Um, we're going to be picking apart the uh, the salaries you and i pretty closely we'll identify those those players you should grab that are the good the good plays the guys to avoid again you know my my guess usually in some of these leagues bill some of the, like draft kings it's kind of the same thing as the commandments you know stay yep. away from that high priced quarterback sure you know, you know, get the value guys later. There's there's a time and a place to spend the big money on the players, but um, if you if you listen to us, you have a good chance to win a lot of money on DraftKings.com this year.
1: Todd, we have a couple emails coming in, couple tweets coming in, but we haven't had a caller yet. Everyone, hey, we want our first caller of the year eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero. While we're waiting for that first caller, let, let's uh, answer some questions from Twitter. We have, first up, we have Mark Maron. Excuse me, Marky Marone. I don't know if it's Maron or Marone, but I'm going to go with Marone. He says he drafts at the 10th spot, Todd. He's in a PPR league. He wants to know who his best bets are, suggesting suggesting uh, Trent Richardson and, and Brandon Marshall. Do you, do you like those two picks, 10 and 11? Uh, he's in a 10-teamer. 10-team PPR league. He's got the 10th spot
2: yeah I mean Trent Richardson at that point, you know and it's PPR league, so Megatron's going to be gone. Um, I'm definitely down with with Trent Richardson there if he's available. I right? don't know
1: you're right. that's the thing. He might not be there, but he I'll might tell not you, be there. We're going to go over our, our our top 10 running backs shortly on the show right now. Um, but
2: what Trent about Brandon, Brandon Marshall? Would be a perfect pick if yeah, he's there yeah what, the, the, the question then becomes Brandon Marshall or and, A.J
1: Green, assuming Calvin's gone.
2: Yeah, um, that's the question. Is you know, do you want to pull the trigger on a wide receiver there? Uh, it's full PPR league, so you can't you can't deny the uh, number of targets that Brandon Marshall got. One hundred and ninety-two targets last year, but one hundred and eighteen catches, fifteen hundred eight yards, eleven touchdowns. Definitely got to consider him. Uh, just kind of depends on you know who's your cup of tea as the, the the second wide receiver off the board. I'm guessing he'd probably be taking the second wide receiver off the board there. Yeah,
1: I, I agree with that, and I, th- I think that's a good strategy. Go for a running back and, the, and go for that wide receiver.
2: Uh, we have another question from Twitter.
1: This one's at B. Bonds MVP. He's from California, so I don't know. Was he like a big Barry Bonds fan back in the day? Let's hope so, not. <laughs> anyway, that's Mark Stockholm, B. Bonds MVP on Twitter. He wants, he's in a 12-team league, Todd, and he has the 12th spot. It's okay. non-PPR. He wants to know, should he draft the second-tier running back? So he's listening to the tiers, like we said in our Ten Commandments. So that's that's a good strategy already. But he mentions Matt Forte. And then a non-PPR league, I don't think that's the running back I'm going to go for. No. Or should he go for one of those stud-wide receivers? Again, follow those Ten Commandments. Covet thy stud-wide receiver. A.J. Green, Des Bryant, or even he mentions Jimmy Graham, the tight end from the New Orleans Saints.
2: Wow. Well, <laughs> We haven't discussed the tight end situation yet, right? We have not, no. But the way it is now, you have Jimmy Graham and everyone else. Right. He is his own tier as we speak right now with Gronk being hurt and uh, Hernandez gone and all the other tight ends out there. So, man, 12 overall to take a tight end. That's tough. That's a tough spot to take a tight end. Don't you agree? Uh,
1: You know, I wouldn't take Jimmy Graham there, especially since it's non-PPR.
2: Yeah, I think that, I think you've got to pass on the tight end. Someone else is going to take him, probably late second round, early third. He won't get back to you, but I wouldn't worry too much about it. Uh, depends on who the running backs are available there, Bill, but you certainly yeah. can't go wrong with an RB and a wide receiver. You're going to have your pick of all the wide receivers outside of Megatron, just like our last tweet. Uh, right. tweet. Guy, So, you know, take your, take your top wide receiver, A.J. Green, if that's your guy, grab him and grab the best running back off the board. You can't go wrong starting RB wide receiver right off the gate. Now, if two, if two outstanding running backs are there for you, then you got a decision to make. Right. right. I mean, if two of the top, let's just say, do you want to call them the top nine running backs? We're going to get into that here shortly. But really, there's nine or ten running backs that are kind of, you know, in those top t- couple of tiers, and right. then there's a little bit of a drop-off.
1: And Matt Forte, to me, is in that drop off. Who who might be drop-off. I'm not about.
2: considering him unless you said, like you said, PPR perhaps. Yeah, but non PPR uh, no way. No, I'm not. I'm not interested in him at that spot um, in a non PPR. All
1: right, let's over, head over to the email where Chris Steele kind of uh, dropped in a, a quick little email. He's from Kansas City again. Radio at FootballNation.com is is the way that you can uh, get into our email system. He's in a keeper league target. It's pretty interesting. He's got Adrian Peterson as one of his keepers. Okay. He's debating whether or not to go with Arian Foster or Drew Brees. I think this one to me, you go with Peterson and Foster, you start the year with, with two phenomenal running backs and you worry about the quarterbacks later.
2: Totally agree. He can have he has Peterson as a keeper and Arian Foster. Yep. <laughs> No-brainer.
1: He's a little worried. He says Foster's stock seems to be falling with injury concerns. And with QB depth, he, he doesn't know if Breeze is the obvious choice. But I think it's very obvious to us. Adrian Peterson and uh, Aaron Foster go with those
2: two guys. Yeah, that's a, it's a no-brainer.
1: All right, let's go to our caller. We got Josh in Virginia, the first caller. Here on Fantasy Football Champs. And again, if you want to pick up the phone, the number to reach us is 855-478-7030. We'd like to welcome Josh into the program. What's going on, my man? Thanks for calling How in today. Much,
3: man. How are you doing today, gentlemen?
1: Yeah, we're doing great. How are you?
3: Doing pretty well. Here's my question. I've been thinking hard about drafting Tom Brady this year. In my mock draft, he's been going as high as maybe the third or the fourth round. I know a lot of people have lost faith in him because of his receiving core a lack the road this year but do you think it would be smart to take him as high as third?
1: Listen, I don't know if you were listening to the show earlier on, but we wait on our quarterbacks. Brady falls into that category of Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers. It's better to wait on your quarterbacks, Josh. Keep a guy like Matthew Stafford, Robert Griffin, Matt Ryan. You draft them in the seventh or eighth rounds That's where you're getting the value instead of wasting your pick on a guy like Brady because you're not going to get that second running back that's so crucial to your success uh, for the 2013 season that you'll you'll be missing out on that stud wide receiver or that second round running back. So, yeah, we're not down on Brady, which was really your original question. We think he's going to be very productive because, after all, he's Tom freaking Brady at the end of the day. But we're not even concerned about taking him because we wait on the quarterbacks. We don't draft a quarterback until the much later rounds. You scoop up a guy, like I said before, someone like Tony Romo and Andrew Luck, that's where you get the value in your fantasy football drafts. Is that? No problem, Josh. Thanks for calling in. Best of luck. We're going to be with you all season long. So check out ffchamps.com. We'll be happy to help you.
2: Yeah, Bill, that's a great example, right, um, of one of the commandments that we talked about. The My favorite commandment, the, the wait on the quarterback commandment. He's talking about, you know, is Tom Brady, if he's there in the third round, should I take him or not? And it's just, that's a question, you know, you've got to stick to your commandments and just bypass them. I agree with you. I don't think Brady's going to have, I think his, his demise is overblown, right? Yep. I think he'll figure it out. He won't be the top quarterback in fantasy football, but he's, could easily be a top 5 quarterback in fantasy football. So I think his his demise with losing all these weapons is a little bit overblown. However, I'm not taking him in the 3rd or 4th round. And that's where he's going to probably go in most of the leagues because he his name is Tom Brady. Don't he won't be on any of my teams this year, Bill, unless he drops significantly into the middle rounds.
1: Exactly. And you know his question was whether or not Tom Brady is still going to be good this year. Now you know. that Wes Welker's gone, now that Aaron Hernandez is gone, Brandon Lloyd's not there. A, a lot of those guys were you know, the most productive players for Tom Brady to target last year. We're not worried about Tom Brady. He's still going to be consistent. He's still going to be a top-five finisher at the position. But, but we're not even considering drafting him. It doesn't it doesn't matter if he had, you know, five pro bowlers on his team. We're not debating whether or not he's going to be on our roster. He's not. You just don't get the value there.
2: Totally agree. And, you know, it's not like he lost all these guys in week one right. and they're now the, the Patriots are scrambling, right. you know? All this bad news and the lo- the loss of Welker—it will happen early in the off season, you know. Yep. Um, yeah, the Hernandez thing happened in in the early summer, but they've had they have all camp to figure it out. They'll get it sorted out. Hopefully, they're smart with Gronk and they bring him back when it's appropriate and not too early. Um, I think they'll be fine. I don't think Tom Brady's going to set any records this year, but I don't think he's going to drop back to the average quarterbacks. So he'll be just fine. All right,
1: so we, we touched on uh, Daily Fantasy at DraftKings.com with, with our friend John Aguiar. We took some callers, answered some emails, answered some tweets. I want to take a break because I want to finish strong. We're heading into the last 30 minutes of the Fantasy Football Champ show, and again, we're going to be going into running backs. We're going to reveal our top 10 running backs. We're going to go over some sleepers, and maybe we'll even debate whether or not Adrian Peterson should be the number one pick. That's all coming up next. Right here, you're listening to the Fantasy Football Champs on Football Nation Radio Network. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for die-hard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on footballnation.com. Simply sign up for free at footballnation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today.
0: FF Champs! Win your fantasy league and your trophy, too. It's FF Champs. FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice, too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com. Ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com. Extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance.
2: ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game, every week, straight up and against the spread. ColdHardFootballFacts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season, visit coldhardfootballfacts.com. Click CHFF Insider and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com.
1: Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week. And win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won a hundred grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's draftkings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck.
0: player rankings, injury updates, and waiver wire advice. The fantasy football champs cover it all. High formation behind a ponder, 1st and 10 from his own 20. Puts the rookie right in motion, fakes an end around to him. Handoff. Adrian up the middle, bumps it out to the right. He's of the 25-30. Now he's run for more than 2,000 yards. He's running back immortality out of bounds at the 40-yard line. It's a run of 20 yards for Adrian Peterson, and that gives him 2,009, making him the seventh player in NFL history. To run for 2,000 yards, the crowd comes to its feet to select absolute the best running back in the nfl i'm sure they're gonna announce it on the pa system here pretty soon but i think ap has his eyes focused
1: not only on a victory here paul but adding another hundred to that total all right welcome back to the fantasy football champs bill and Ray, todd devries hanging out with you and todd it is time to go over running backs the most important position in fantasy football and unlike last year there's plenty of talent to grab in the first round.
2: Absolutely. This is an interesting year, Bill. I mean, last year at this time, we were kind of, you know, there was there were a lot more decisions to be made in that first round. Yep. There, there wasn't the depth at the running back position. And, you know, you had to kind of decide whether you were going to take a Marshawn Lynch at the end of first round, or maybe even Chris Johnson was a consideration. Um there's a little more clarity. It seems like this this time around. You exactly. had a guy like Doug Martin burst onto the scene as a rookie. He looks like a superstar in the making. And Trent Richardson burst onto the scene. CJ Spiller. You know, there's a lot a lot of guys that that weren't available or, or that weren't top of mind that last August that there are now. I think there's like nine guys that I'd feel very comfortable with drafting in the first round.
1: All right. So let's go over the top 10 running backs, and again, you can find this all out on ffchamps.com. For for, for the sake of argument, this is going to be a non-PPR league. So, okay. again, you go back to the first commandment, know your scoring system. We have customized rankings at ffchamps.com based on the intricacies of your scoring system, whether you get PPR, bonuses at 100, all that kind of stuff. But let's just, for, for, this, for the sake of this argument, the top 10 that we're about to reveal, non-PPR league, of course, Todd, we have Adrian Peterson. You heard the highlight, 2,000 yards. He's our number one running back heading into 2013.
2: I don't think there's any question about it, Bill. I really don't think there's much debate. I mean, what's, what is there to debate here? He's, he's obviously back from his knee injury in a yep. huge way, right? Um, yeah, they lost Percy Harvin, one of the big weapons on, the, on offense. But, you know, Percy was in and out the last, last season as well. Christian Ponder's the same as last year. Teams are going to stack up against Adrian Peterson. They just can't stop him. No? Do,
1: you, do, you, do, we want, do I want to play devil's advocate? I can't really argue with you here, but I can play devil's advocate if you want. All right, try it. Try me. All right. If you look at the 2,000-yard rushers, and there's only been seven of them. Right. If you look at their season when they had the 2,000 yards, the following season, they weren't that good. You started off with O.J. Simpson, 2,000 yards in 1973 with 12 touchdowns. He had 1,125 yards and three touchdowns the following year.
2: All right, Not that's, very good. That's 40 years ago. I could care less about O.J.
1: Big fall off. Eric Dickerson, 2,105 yards in, in 1984 with 14 touchdowns. He had 1,200 yards and 12 TDs in 1985. The only 2,000-yard rusher who had a solid season the following year.
2: Debatable. Okay.
1: Barry Sanders, 2,000 yards, 2,053 yards in 1997 with 11 touchdowns. The following season, only four touchdowns. The yards were still pretty good, though. He had basically 1,500 yards in 1998.
2: Okay, that was an anomaly, right?
1: All right, we're getting closer and closer to the present time. Terrell Davis, 2,008 yards with 21 friggin' touchdowns in 1998. 2,211, 211 yards he got injured. Two touchdowns
2: in 1999. Okay. Jamal Lewis,
1: 2,066 yards in 2003 with 14 touchdowns. Was basically a no-name the following season. 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns in 2004. All right. The latest 2,000-yard rusher, Chris Johnson, 2,006 yards in 2009. He had a bang-up job with the TDs as well. 14 touchdowns, 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns the following year.
2: Okay. Adrian so this-
1: Peterson, 2900 2097 yards in 2012, just 9 yards shy of breaking the all-time record. We don't know what he did in 20 We don't know what he's going to do in 2013 yet. Now listen. Can we assume that Adrian Peterson's going to have 13 1400 yards and double digit touchdowns? Yes, that's his average. As long as he plays 16 games, that's likely what he's going to get. But don't expect another 2000-yard season. It's only happened 7 times in the NFL history.
2: Yeah, but it doesn't matter. He's still the number 1 pick. There's nobody that you can who who can you put above him? I mean, if the argument here is who do you draft number 1 overall? Yeah. Who who else is there? Well, nobody. Listen, his, his, for the
1: sake, of, for the sake his, of this argument, it's non-PPR, so we're not going to put Doug Martin uh, in that in the, in that right. upper in that first pick spot. Right. So in a non-PPR league, Peterson's the pick.
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's no brainer. I mean, his floor his floor is, like you said, probably 1,300 yards and a dozen touchdowns. Right. And he can only go up from there. And if of all those guys you listed, you know, I mean, some of them were kind of, I don't want to call them flashes in the pan, but Adrian Peterson, man. I mean, I've been following him since he came out of high school. Yeah. And he went to Oklahoma, and he was just unbelievable. From the very first game, he stepped onto the field in Norman. He was unbelievable, and he he hasn't disappointed yet. I think he's a freak. He's a super freak. and. I'm not doubting him. I mean, if I'm number one, there's, if I'm the number one pick, I'm taking him, and I'm not even worried about it. Case closed, Bill. What about if you're in a PPR league?
1: Well, then you've Do got you want to talk about the next guy we got, Doug Martin, <laughs> up at number two. Sure. Talk about it. Doug Martin's a guy that bursted onto the scene as a rookie last year. He's one of the few workhorse running backs still left in the NFL, uh, and he does it a little bit more in the passing game than, than Adrian Peterson does. He had 50 50 receptions last year.
2: Right. Yeah, and that should continue this year. Um, How about Jamal Charles? He's another guy. Andy
1: Reid's system. We saw LaShawn McCoy get, what, 70 receptions two years ago with 20 touchdowns. I think Charles is up there in the PPR League, too. I'm just saying, I don't think it's as cut and dry as you think with Adrian Peterson if you're in a PPR League. Not in PPR League, Peterson's the guy.
2: Right. Totally agree. Yeah. If now, so who are you taking? So I'll put you on the spot. We, we, if it's a PPR league, full point PPR, you have the number one pick overall. Who are you taking? I'm taking Jamal Charles. Yeah, I think. Uh, again, if you're looking for upside, I think he's got it. You know, you just look at, like you said, Andy Reid's offensive system, um, his his skill set, very similar to LeSean McCoy coming out of the backfield.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: there's a good chance he's going to catch sixty or seventy balls out of the backfield. You know, I'm he's not- got to stay. He's got to stay healthy, but. Everyone's got to stay healthy.
1: I'm not looking for the guy that was number one last year. I'm looking for the guy that's going to be number one this year, and then you'll want to take number one next year.
2: Okay. So I think I agree with you. I think that if I'm in a non-PPR, it's a no-brainer, Adrian Peterson. If I'm in a PPR, I'm strongly considering Jamal Charles and Doug Martin at number one. Okay.
1: Now, so we got Martin at number two. Aaron Foster's number three. Now, this was – the back that everyone wanted on their team the last three or four seasons. He, he does it in the touchdowns. He, I mean, he does it in the passing game. He does it in the running game. He gets plenty of touchdowns. The Texans love to run the ball. Why do you think Aaron Foster is starting to slip a little bit, Todd?
2: Well, you know, he has the slight injury concern right now, right? right? Hasn't Which,
1: practiced, hasn't taken part in training camp, right. out with a back and calf injury.
2: Right. But if you, even if you take that away, I have a feeling – that there's a little bit of fantasy fatigue with arian foster just a little bit and what i mean by that is just look at the other players we're talking about now adrian peterson in my view again he's all up there by himself he's a super freak all hail adrian peterson but now you're talking about sexy players that are that are on the rise like a jamal charles with a new coaching staff yep rookie doug martin last year burst onto the scene what can he do in year two and you're kind of putting adrian foster or i'm sorry arian foster in that group and it just kind of it's kind of a little bit more refreshing to take one of those other guys above arian foster i mean it's just some people want to go with a new player that they haven't drafted before maybe they've had arian foster two out of the last three years and they're ready for something new right um i mean you look at his production last year bill he had one off week in week 16 other than that he's scoring in the teens or over 20 points every single week fantasy wise
1: Look, you, you can't say anything negative about his past performances. He, he was dominant. I would rather be a year off the baden wagon early than a year too late. So True. to me, Foster is still a top three. We have him at number three. Yeah. But do I take him at number two? No, I'm going to take Doug Martin.
2: Yeah, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. So um, if Arian Foster slips to you four or five overall this year, yep. I think part of it is just the mindset of the drafter. And I think there's just a tiny bit of fatigue there while everyone seems to want the upside of Charles, want the upside of Doug Martin.
1: Right. All right, let's move on to number four. That is Jamal Charles. We talked about him a little bit. New system with Andy Reid over there in Kansas City. I almost feel bad for Jamal Charles in a way because you look at what he did coming off the same kind of injury as Adrian Peterson last year. Torn ACL in 2011, dominant in 2012 with 1,500 rushing yards, obviously overshadowed by Peterson, who entered that 2,000-yard club and almost broke the single-season rushing record. But Jamal Charles still was great last year on the ground, 1,500 yards. He didn't get a lot of touchdowns. But I think the receptions that he's going to get, and we all know Andy Reid loves to target his running backs, I think Alex Smith's going to have a lot of dump-offs to Jamal Charles this year. Jamal Charles is going to be my guy in the PPR league.
2: Well, let's look at let's look at LeSean McCoy for a comparison, right? Make the parallel here. Last year was a lost season for the Eagles. Now, Sean McCoy was even hurt. only played in 12 games. He still caught 54 balls last year. Yep. The year before that, he only caught 48 balls in a full season, but he scored 20 touchdowns total. <laughs> okay? So you can, you know, it's okay that he only caught 48 balls that year. The year before that, 2010, Bill, 78 receptions, 592 yards receiving and a couple Crazy. touchdowns. To go along with 1,000 yards and seven t- touchdowns. So. Yep. This is what we're looking at. You're looking at, you know, between 50 and 80 receptions, somewhere in there. And uh, if you're in a PPR league, that's why he jumps up to near the top or the top of your rankings. And uh, it's it's exciting to see what he's going to do. He's got a quarterback that's pretty smart. You know, they're not breaking in a rookie quarterback or some terrible retread. I mean, Alex Smith has been one of the more resurgent quarterbacks in recent years. Sure. If it wasn't for Colin Kaepernick, who's, you know, the cyborg gazelle, out yep. there in the Bay Area, right. he'd still be with the Niners, and he'd, they, the Niners probably would have gone very deep in the playoffs or to the Super Bowl with him. So I think that the Chiefs were smart in grabbing him. They got Jamal Charles you know, to, to carry the load in the backfield, and then you got some dangerous receivers. There's a lot to like about the Chiefs' offense and Jamal Charles.
1: All right, so top four, Peterson, Martin, Foster, Charles, and number five, it's beast mode, Marshawn Lynch. All this guy does is run for 100 yards and score touchdowns. He may not be as involved in the passing game, maybe doesn't have the softest hands in the world, don't expect a lot of receptions. He only had about 23 last year, but the guy had almost 1,600 yards and 11 touchdowns on the ground, Todd. Beast mode for a reason. Love what he does up there in Seattle.
2: And he's fun to watch, isn't he? Certainly I mean, is. He's Love just the way the he plays. Um, the interesting thing there is do you put any – any concern at all into Percy Harvin not being around for the first couple of months? No. Yeah, I don't really either. I mean, he's just uh, – Marshawn List, is anybody more consistent? I'm looking at his stats from last year. He had two stinker games and 14 very solid games. Yeah, 14 he, out of
1: 16, that's the kind of consistency you want.
2: Yeah, Now he's not going to blow up. He only had one game where he scored more than – uh, one rushing touchdown. So he's not going to get you two, three touchdowns a week, but he's going to get you one almost every week. Right, you know, and he's going to get long. you
1: almost 100 yards.
2: Yeah, he's he's as consistent as as can be. Now, I, I would definitely put him, I think the top, the four we just mentioned are a, a little bit above him. I don't know in my book. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't draft Marshawn above any of those four. I wouldn't really consider it. I like those other four that much. Right. But, uh, man, he's, he's, <laughs> can't go wrong with Marshawn Lynch in the middle of the first round.
1: All right, let's move on to our number 6 running back, Trent
2: Richardson from the Cleveland Browns. Mm, Well, Trent, I mean, would you call him a disappointment last year? Absolutely not. 950 yards, 11 rushing touchdowns, caught 51 balls for another 367 and a touch. I think that the interesting thing was, and we kind of pegged it last year in the preseason, Bill, was we were comparing Trent Richardson and where his average draft position was with Doug Martin, who we were very high on, in Tampa Bay, who you could have right. gotten a round or two later. And Martin clearly outplayed him. And but we kind of pegged it, right? We kind of said, you know, if if you had your choice, would you take Trent Richardson, you know, top of the second round, or would you get Doug Martin in the third round? And we kind of said, Doug Martin's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Now I don't think we, we saw that Doug Martin was gonna out or predicted he was gonna outplay Trent the way he did, but I thought we thought we thought of them as very similar type players based upon the offenses they were in. So Right. It's interesting to see where the mindset's going to be with the fantasy football fan out there. You know, some some fans might have considered him a slight disappointment, slight disappointment, only because he was clearly outplayed on the fantasy level from or, or by uh, Doug Martin. So it'll be interesting to see where his ADP is um, once we truly get into the heart of draft season.
1: The thing I love about about Trent Richardson is, one, he had double-digit touchdowns last year, he missed a game, so he didn't get the thousand yards. But you know what? He had 60 he had 51 receptions. Yep. I mean, that's huge. That's like an, you know, that's like almost like another uh, eight touchdowns if you're in a PPR league. So, Trent Richardson's a guy that I think North Turner does a great job with running backs. We've seen it in the past with Voldanian Tomlinson and Emmitt Smith over the years. I think Trent Richardson's a guy that can get 300 carries this year and another 50, 60 receptions, he's going to clear that 1,000-yard mark. I wouldn't yep. be surprised if he reached, you know, 13, 12, maybe 1,200, 1,300 yards. And the double-digit touchdowns, are, I think, are a lock for him, too. So we have him at number six at ffchamps.com. Trent Richardson uh, is going to take that big step forward that, that, that we expect from a, uh, a highly touted prospect out
2: of, out of Alabama. Totally agree. So let's move on to number seven, Bill. We have C.J. Spiller from the Buffalo Bills.
1: Right, now Spiller is is a newcomer to the top 10 list. You mentioned earlier in the show that if you drafted Fred Jackson last year, he went down with an injury. C.J. Spiller came in. That's why you have to handcuff your running backs, handcuff your studs, because C.J. Spiller came in and and was phenomenal. He had a 6.0 yards per carry average. He finished with 1,200 yards. He does it in the passing game. So now that Doug Marone, the new head coach for the Buffalo Bills, has has come into town up there in in upstate New York, he said – C.J. Spillers are going to be our guy. It's not a running back by committee. We're not going to use Fred Jackson unless we absolutely have to. This is C.J. Spillers' show in 2013. He's going to get a lot of carries. He's going to get a lot of receptions. And he's an
2: explosive type of guy, so you could expect a lot of big plays. Only concern is the quarterback situation. I agree? agree with you there.
1: Uh, but I think you, you have that kind of same concern with Trent Richardson.
2: Yeah, you do. You do. Um, I I agree with you. I mean, last year, you know, only got into the end zone eight times. You'd like to see that number go up a little bit more. But he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's obviously 6.0 yards per carry. My goodness. Crazy. Imagine he only had 207 rushing attempts last year. Imagine if that goes up, you know, to 250 this year, what he could do. Um, So, yeah, you know, Spiller, I think this is a good spot for him here um, because the next couple of guys we're going to talk about, you know might be sliding down as their careers move forward and let's go to number eight bill ray rice he used to be a top two guy to always consider at the very top of the drafts now we have him at number eight
1: i think there's a few reasons why ray rice is is slipping and you look at his adp and you say wow he's only at a 1.7 adp so that means first round seventh pick what's going on with ray Rice? a couple things one Two years ago, he was dominant, led the NFL in fantasy football points, even a better season than Arian Foster and Adrian Peterson. Last year, he was pretty much the consensus number two pick, but he kind of let down fantasy football managers in touchdowns, in rushing yards, and he didn't have that good of a season in the receiving game. When I say not that good of a season, it's not what we're used to seeing out of Ray Rice. Um, We saw Bernard Pierce a lot more than some of us expected. Uh, you know, when, when you have a guy that is a workhorse running back for a few seasons like Ray Rice, and then all of a sudden you see his backup coming in and starting to steal carries, that's a major red flag, um, to go along with no Anquan Bolden this year for the Baltimore Ravens, no Dennis Pitta, their tight end out with an ACL injury, got hurt in training camp. And you know what, Todd? It's tough when you're the, the defending Super Bowl champion, you know, you have a target on your back teams want to beat you because you were last year's champ. So I'm not concerned about Ray Rice falling out of the top 10, but he's not in my top five anymore. I feel very safe with him at the number eight pick. And you know what? If I'm at eight, I'm pretty excited to grab Ray Rice there because I know I'm going to get over 1,000 yards. Maybe I I get eight to 10 touchdowns, and hopefully he he adds something to the passing game as well.
2: Oh, but let's not forget now. Yes, here's the deal with Ray Rice, right? If you look back at the last three years. Yeah. 2012 last year you mentioned it he, you know he was underperformed only when you compare that to 2011 2011 bill he was great he, ridiculous over 2000 yards total offense yep. and 15 touchdowns the yeah, last amazing. year in a down year in a down year only 1600 yards from scrimmage yeah. and 10 touchdowns right that's better than he did in 2010 if you want to go back a couple of years so yeah. you know i agree with you i think that um Again, maybe a little fantasy fatigue. Obviously, everyone's talking about how the Ravens are going to come back to earth for a number of reasons, uh, offense and defense, just in general football terms. So I think you're right. I think that Bray Rice is going to be a guy. that's going to be sitting there at the end of the first round, and I wouldn't have a problem picking him up. You know, you you know he's not going to have that 2011 season again, right? But hey, if he could produce like 2012, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: All right, so Bray Rice is our number eight running back. Very excited if you get him at number eight. I think you should be, you should be satisfied with his production. Lashawn McCoy comes in at number nine, Todd, and, and this is a guy that had 20 touchdowns not too long ago, but last year was a really down year. He dealt with concussions, was in and out of the game, and the Eagles sucked. So Lashawn <laughs> McCoy only had two touchdowns all year, uh, another three in the receiving game, so give him seven touchdowns, but only two rushing, only 840 yards, Were you expecting a big bounce-back campaign from the Eagles starting running back?
2: Well, that's a loaded question, Bill. (laughs) For those of us that followed Chip Kelly at the college game, nobody rushed the ball better than the Oregon Ducks. Nobody. Right. This guy got the most out of his running backs. And as you know, I play a lot of college fantasy football, and every single year the Oregon running backs, not only one of them, usually two of them, were top 10 to top 20 uh, fantasy running backs in the college game. So there's certainly a lot of intrigue in this new offense that Chip Kelly's going to bring to the table. We're not exactly sure what how it's going to look until we see a few preseason games. You know, the speed of the offense, how many plays they're going to try to jam in in 60 minutes. There's definitely some intrigue there, Bill. I wouldn't discount him having a huge bounce back year. Okay? The other reason is nobody talks about this, but the Eagles lost Jason Peters on the offensive line last year. A huge blow a gigantic blow to everyone on the offense of the eagles yep if you go back two years ago when mccoy had his huge year they charted his big runs for the year and i forget the exact number bill but let's just say he had like 30 or 40 huge runs you know over over 10 yards i think 80 percent of them they tracked were behind jason peters that, <laughs> so uh that explains a lot yeah, so, you know, he's back in the fold. If he can stay healthy on the O line, it's better. Uh, then you got Chip Kelly in the mix. It's going to be interesting. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, again, kind of like you just said with Ray Rice, number eight. If I have LaShawn McCoy, number nine overall, I take him because there's upside there. There's big upside there. Sure, you know, the Eagles might continue to stink, they might have a. Uh, rotation at quarterback throughout the season. Who knows? And maybe Chip Kelly will fall flat on his face. But the upside is intriguing enough for me to roll the dice with LaShawn McCoy at number nine.
1: I'm very excited to see what kind of of offense Chip Kelly brings. I think he's going to have a lot of new twists that we're not used to seeing, similar to what we
2: saw last year with the
1: pistol, the read option. I think Chip Kelly is going to be an innovator for uh, NFL offenses this year. I think McCoy is going to be a big benefit or a a beneficiary of that. But I don't want to risk too much. That's why he's at number nine.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you there. I think that uh, I can't really argue him anywhere in the top six. Um, if you get to seven, eight, nine, then you you know you could maybe debate it in my book. But um, again, if I'm number nine and I have LaShawn McCoy in a non PPR, once you get in a PPR, maybe his his value goes up a little bit even more. But um, you know, it'll be interesting to see the Eagles' offense. We're gonna we're gonna check them out on Friday night against the Patriots. See what uh, Chip Kelly brings to the table.
1: All right, and our last running back is very similar to, to Marshawn Lynch, okay? Stephen Ridley of the New England Patriots only had six receptions last year. Not 60 like Ray Rice had, but six. Single digits. One, two, three, four, five, six four, five. Six receptions in all of 2012. I'm sure that number's going to go up now that the Patriots don't have as many options in the receiving or you know, or the tight end. But what I like about Ridley is 1,200 yards. 12 touchdowns, very consistent week in and week out.
2: Yeah. Do do you have any concerns about Shane Vereen?
1: I do in the fact that I think he's going to be one of my – Top five sleepers this year in a PPR league. I think he's going to line up as a, uh, as a running back, but also be thrown in as a wide receiver. Listen, the Patriots are going to run the football. If you look at the yards per, uh, the, the attempts per game for Steven Ridley last year, it wasn't like 30 or, or 25. It was in between 15 and about 23 every game. That's consistent. Uh, uh, attempts per game. So that's what I like. And he was very productive with the ball in his hands. He had a 4.4 yards per carry average. So I like Shane Vereen as a sleeper running back in PPR leagues. I'm trying to target him as much as possible. But I think, sh- I think the Patriots may run the ball a little bit more than we're used to seeing. So that kind of balances it all out. And I think Stephen Ridley is going to be their guy in first and second downs.
2: So, all right, so can we agree? We just went through the top ten running backs at ffchamps.com. Can we agree yes. that we talked about tiers and command, or, or one of our commandments, you got to go by the tiers. To me, there's a giant line after the ninth running back. There's a big, bold line with a sharpie. There's like the top nine, and then we get into another tier. Would well, you agree funny with me? Are you putting Ridley in that, in that McCoy-Rice-Spiller mix?
1: It, it's funny you say that because I have guys that just missed the cut. And I put Steven Ridley on this list because I think he can bring a little bit more consistency, and he's a little bit of a safer pick compared to the guys that just made the cut. Now, this is who who, excuse me just missed the cut. This is who just missed the cut, Todd. Alfred Morris from the Washington Redskins, a sixth-round pick out of Florida Atlantic that took the NFL by storm, uh, was second only to Adrian Peterson in, in, in total yards. Chris Johnson, an explosive playmaker, former 2,000-yard rusher that we've kind of been let down from the past couple of seasons, but certainly capable of 1,300 yards, double-digit touchdowns. And then Steven Jackson, who we saw you know, really get a lot of yards but didn't have a lot of scoring opportunities with the St. Louis Rams, but we're excited to see him play with the Atlanta Falcons, one of the best offenses in the league. So you're right. Top one through nine after LaShawn McCoy, Stephen Ridley, Alfred Morris, Chris Johnson, Stephen Jackson. They're kind of in that next tier. They're really all interchangeable, if you ask me.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, uh, wouldn't uh, Ridley versus Alfred Morris? You're going Ridley? I'm going Ridley. Okay. B- based upon the addition th- by subtraction with their running backs?
1: Yeah. Uh, y- uh, pretty much. I'm a little bit worried about Mike Shanahan. You know, in the past, he's really burned fantasy managers. Todd. Uh, sometimes you'll think that
2: you're, you're going Tim with Hightower the grudge. Be, it's the right. grudge, Bill. Yeah, a
1: little bit of grudge with Mike Shanahan. Plus, I don't know if RG. I don't think. Uh, I don't know if RG3 is going to be fully healthy. I think that had a lot to do with Alfred Morris's success last year. I think teams are going to be a little bit better prepared for the read option that the Redskins run. So I like Alfred Morris as my 11th-ranked running back, but I think Steven Ridley is number 10. Right now I have not projected. How, how close is this? 234 points for Ridley. Alfred Morris, Chris Johnson, 229.
2: There you go. Very yeah, close. I, yeah, I mean um, – We're splitting hairs. Yeah, but but I just want to make sure the audience is clear that while we went, went, went through the top 10 running backs, there's really nine that – I'd feel very comfortable with taking in the first round, and then there's the next little, the next tier, the next batch, which includes Ridley, Morris, and Stephen Jackson. Definitely, Chris Johnson. Oh, I've just I've had him too many too many times for my own liking the last couple of years, Bill. I just don't yeah. trust that guy at all. I'd rather have like a, I'd probably rather have a Stephen Jackson with his um, you know going to a new team with a, a super offense than I would rolling the dice again with Chris Johnson in Tennessee. Yeah, That's I have just me. some.
1: I have someone disagreeing with me on Twitter right now. They're saying Alfred Morris deserves to be in the top nine. He's a better back than Ridley. He would take Alfred Morris over Stephen Ridley. That's I.M. Tavis. Again, you can hit us up on Twitter, at FFChamps. I can't argue with him. I, yeah, you know, I, I again, we ha- have him at, ni- at 10 and 11. They're separated by five points. It's really not that big... <laughs> It's not that crazy that I have Ridley over Morris. I think there's more questions surrounding Morris than Steven Ridley. I'm going to go with the safer option.
2: Well, and if you want to take it a step further, if you look at the ADPs of these two guys right now, currently, uh, Alfred Morris is middle of the second round, Ridley's mid to late third.
1: I think people are sleeping on Morris this year, on Ridley
2: this year. I know. There's there's a lot
1: of things that we do differently at FFchamps.com than a lot of the other. You know, so-called experts in the industry do. That's why when we put out our sleeper list, we have our guys, we have underrated or undervalued, we have long shots. Steven Ridley is a top-ten back, and he's going in the middle of the third round. That's crazy to me. He's a guy you want on your team. You can rely on him as your running back one. Pair him up with an Alfred Morris if you have the 10th and 11th pick, and then all of a sudden you have two of the best running backs in the league. How about that first strategy?
2: I agree. I'm just saying you might be – you. I wouldn't be surprised if MJD went higher than Ridley in drafts. Hmm. Uh, Alfred Morris, Stephen Jackson. I think Ridley's gonna fall. Even though we might have him ranked ten, he might not be he might not go till the fourteenth, fifteenth running back off the board in a lot of leagues right now, if the drafts were today.
1: All right. Now listen, we 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 planned on going over our sleeper running backs. You're gonna have to check out ffchamps.com uh, for our sleeper running back list. We'll also discuss it. Uh, right here on this show next week. But, Todd, we have some breaking news at a Miami Dolphins camp, and this is one of the players that was on that sleeper list for the running backs. Lamar Miller limping off the field, apparent ankle injury. We discussed the Miami Dolphins earlier as one of those teams that can take the next step. What do you think about Lamar Miller? We don't know the severity of the injury yet, but we do want to bring some breaking news for the, uh, those listeners that are listening live.
2: Hey, he's a, a young, promising uh, running back on a up and coming offense. So that's yep. a huge you know we got to keep an eye on that one. Another piece of breaking news, Bill, was the Jordy Nelson news. Yeah, his knee flared up, right? Knee flared up, he's out for the preseason.
1: Oh, wow, after the whole preseason. Knee surgery.
2: See, just happened depends. an hour ago. Knee Again. surgery, out for the rest of camp, hopes to be back by week 1. Again, Jordy Nelson. Todd,
1: that's the stuff that I'm going to go into ffchamps.com, I'm going to downgrade Jordy Nelson who's currently listed as a top uh, as my 15th ranked wide receiver. I'm going to go in, I'm going to put the down arrow next to him, I'm going to check out the injury report, see what's happening with his medical condition regarding that knee, see how long other players have been out uh, after getting a procedure similar to his. That's the kind of stuff that, those are the kind of daily updates that you get when you're a member at ffchamps.com. That's the kind of thing that helps you win your fantasy football championship. You have to be prepared. You have to stay up on the latest news, on the latest happenings around the NFL, and we really help you do that.
2: Not a good couple of days for the Packers, Bill. Left tackle Brian Balago went out with an ACL. He's out yep. for the year, protecting Aaron Rodgers' blind side. Now one of his top targets is out for preseason. Not a great start to camp.
1: for. But they did sign Vince Young.
2: <laughs> there you go.
1: Like, I don't understand that at all. You make Aaron Rodgers the the highest-paid player in the NFL, and then you go out and sign Vince Young as your backup?
2: Uh, right. I mean, maybe just to uh, scout team, you know, to scout when you're, when you're going against that uh, type of uh, – you know, read option offense. I can't. I can't understand that either. It makes no sense.
1: All right, we're going to wrap up this first show. I want to thank our producer, Josh. Did a great job. Uh, we also want to thank John Aguirre from DraftKings.com. We're going to be bringing on some DraftKings people throughout the year. But Todd, we focused on running backs today. Check out FFChamps.com for our latest rankings, our latest cheat sheets. It's only twenty nine ninety five. And if you didn't listen to this show live. Remember, it's on the podcast. You can find us on iTunes. Search Football Nation. You can find us on iHeartRadio. Just search Football Nation. And if you're listening uh, on Football Nation or on FFChamps.com, we'll have the archive page up and going, so you can listen to this show anytime. You know, when you're available, when, when you have some free time to get ready for your fantasy football drafts.
2: And Bill, we'll be back on Thursday with Football Nation Radio. Where we're going to cover. Right non-fantasy t- subjects in the NFL. Touch on some college football. A little Johnny Manziel talk might be on the docket for that uh, Thursday. Uh, so Thursday, noon to 2, same channel, same uh, website. I'm looking forward to it, my man. It's going to be a good season.
1: And if you're listening on the men, send us your tweets. I'm at Bill Enright. Todd is at CFFGeek. And you can always hit up the official Fantasy Football Champs Twitter handle. That's at FFChamps. For Todd DeVries, I'm Bill Enright. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Football Champs on the Football Nation Radio Network. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won hundred grand in his very first football contest. $100,000, the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com promo code champs. Good luck.